Welcome to the Tome, a D&D news, reviews, and interview show, and I'm your Tome editor, Sam Dillon. And today we are bringing you Season 2 of the World Tree Burns podcast, the official actual play 5th edition D&D podcast that takes place in the Cobalt Press setting Midgard. We hope you enjoy this season, and without further ado, let's see what Dan Dillon has in store for his players. Look, mate, three generations ago, my ancestors forged the Great Blade Skull Splitter. With it, they won the Goblin Wars, the Hobgoblin Wars, the Orc Wars, the Demon Wars, the Elf Wars, and the Gelatinous Cube Wars. And that one doesn't even make sense, because they don't have skulls. Now, all these years later, the legend of the Great Skull Splitter grows. Offering dice to help you create your own legends, Skull Splitter Dice makes the highest quality dice beautiful dice of both plastic and metal. Want to roll bones that look like bones? Or just something with enough heft to split the skulls of your enemies? Skull Splitter Dice has that and more. Check them out now at SkullSplitterDice.com slash Tomeshow and use the coupon code Tomeshow with all little letters and get 15% off. Now get out there, split some skulls, and build some legends. Hello everybody and welcome back to Encounter Roleplay. My name is Will, I'm a D&D sex icon, and I'm back today for another episode of The World Tree Burns, because we all know that tree ain't gonna put its cell phone, and that's why we're here to be the fire rescue team, because only we can prevent forest fires. So let's meet the team, and let's go around and remind ourselves of who we are and who we're playing. We are joined by our inimitable Dungeon Master, Dan Dillon. Dan, how's it going? It is going incredibly today. I'm having a really excellent day, and I just have a ton of energy, and I'm looking forward to channeling it into D&D, and I have a tiny person behind me. Uh, yeah, so I'm ready. I'm ready to play some. Fantastic. Well, let's uh meets the players for today we have tool school with us tonight tool school how's it going hey i am doing good i am uh excited to do some things and stuff and things i think we've got we've got like mysteries to solve and what's next to figure out and all that kind of stuff and at some point uh rio dan's gonna come out from underneath of that um <laughs> spell he's under and that's going to be fun so yep. uh, yes, I am glass today, and uh, we will be uh, doing all of the glass things of my uh, my Frolkin geomancer, who has uh, learned new things and exciting stuff. So we are very excited. It's awesome. He's having a little uh, library moment to himself. He might need a cigarette afterward. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. Couldn't love it anymore. We have uh, Scarlet Morph back with us tonight. Scarlet, how's it going tonight? Uh, everything's going pretty well. I'm not in my room at the moment because I'm rearranging that at the moment, so I'll have a nice streaming space for next week. So Ooh. I don't have all my moody lighting, which is uh, putting me off a bit. But uh, <laughs> I'm Scarlet Moth. I'm a uh, an artist, cosplayer, and professional internet shitposter. Uh, and I'm going to be playing Rowan, the Ravenfolk cleric, today. And I'm not looking forward to seeing what happens when Ryujan wears off that uh, spell I've put him under. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I guess uh, I'm just going to have to bring a little bit of extra darkness to help uh, fix the mood lighting in, in Scarlet's room. Yes. And uh, hopefully <laughs> I won't have too many uh, dog noises because I've, uh, I'm much closer to the front room today. But if you sure, see sure. any dogs, then uh, consider them extra guests. 
on the show. <laughs> Great stuff. Uh, well, we have McLoken back of us tonight. Loke, how's it going, my friend? Hi. I, uh, I, I figured out that when you level up your character in Fantasy Grounds, your proficiency bonus also goes up. Um, so it's automatic, and I don't have to worry about it. Uh, so... Uh, I just want to say, everyone, ha- I hope you guys had a happy Thanksgiving and I'm glad you guys had safe travels so you can come join the shenanigans that we're going to get into today. Because all I remember is that I'm going to try to persuade some Alchemist Brotherhood people to see my way. And if you guys are wondering who's going to be doing that, that's going to be Cloak, the fantastic, lovable, honest gnome ranger who, uh, who, uh, who will never do anything shady, ever. <laughs> We've been playing the same campaign. I, I sometimes I wonder. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fantastic stuff. Uh, last but not least, we have Simply Jackson back with us tonight. Simply, how's it going tonight? You're muted. 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 It's all right. Fantasy grounds, everyone. Automatically handling your level up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, folks. Sam Regal. I'm I should out. figure out some kind of you know if there's a sponsor out there who like is focused on muting yourself when you should be speaking like i will take that because the amount of times i do this myself and everyone else does right it's just a prime example for your your brand out there uh, <laughs> i'll let simply work on that uh, give me a thumbs up when you know you're ready um sure sure uh while we do that uh, i'll run through the sponsors real quick the real sponsors in fact are fancygrounds.com our virtual tabletop of choice where it is very easy to level up you just click and drag and it does it all for you it's fantastic i uh, go over there the demo version is free for use uh, Wayland Games, so UK has up to 20% off the retail value of tabletop board games, war games, and more. And then tabletoploot.com give away a set of dice at the end of each of every one of our games. So stick around to the end of the show, and you'll be in for a chance to win some dice. Uh, there is a tweak for you guys. We have 20 retweets on this tweet. You guys get to decide something which happens next in our game. And of course, you can donate to a further game as well at any point by giving players that ones, that 20s, wild magic surges, goats, and uh, and more, it would seem. Uh, but I will uh, hand over to Dan here to remind us a little bit about what happened uh, last week on the World Street Burns. Okay, man, what happened last uh, last session on the World Tree? I believe we had a uh, bit of an angst-charged session where Riodan was uh, was wallowing in a bit of his sorrow and his grief over the death of his uh, his friend Kane. Uh, and uh, oh, is simply back with us now. Can you hear me? Hooray! Yes, well, okay, can. sorry. No, I, when I started <laughs> the recording program, I think it knocked my mic out for some reason. So I'm here. Hi. No, Turkey day is over. Let's catch up. Let's go. Let's keep rolling. <laughs> right. Uh, so Riodan was uh, was in a state. He's been losing himself in every decadence and distraction one can scrape up in the city of Zobek, from chemicals to herbal supplements to alcohol to women, men, who knows, uh, everything you can you can possibly imagine. Uh, and we had. A bit of an emotionally charged scene where all of uh, all three of his remaining party members, as well as the two newcomers, did their best to try and crack him out of his funk. Uh, additionally, with the help of Kaja, the the um, non uh, cleric, the lay priestess of Morena, who oversees the the shrine to the Red Maiden beneath the Silk Scabbard. Uh, through a great deal of uh, heart wrenching. 
role play and uh, and arguments. Uh, I believe it ended with the casting of a suggestion spell, which was enough to drag Riodan out of his room. Not enough to get him to put his armor on, if I recall, but uh, did get him out of the room. He is dressed, mostly sober, and uh, followed people to the library willingly, so we can tell something's wrong. Um, and I believe we left with uh, Glaz... Uh, Rowan and Riodan at the Arcane Collegium's library and, or is it the other way around? I think it was Tilly. Tilly was with them? Do we remember? I was with McCorpin uh, and Tilly right. was with right. uh, Tilly, Tilly was with Glass and Riodan at the, uh, mm -hmm. at the library and Cloak and Rowan are headed to the Chartered Brotherhood of Alchemists. So, why don't we pick up there? Cloak and Rowan, you guys are making your way through the streets of Zobek, through the Collegium District, and heading toward the river. Um, on your way there, uh, let's see, roughly what time of day was it? I think it was still uh, early, basically early afternoon, maybe just after, just after noon or so. Mm -hmm. And uh, as you guys are making your way toward the River Argent... Uh, the bustle of city life is all around you. It's a little bit more subdued in the Collegium District. There's not a whole lot of commerce that takes place here, and any of it that does is very esoteric and specialized. So it will be for uh, either alchemists or um, glass blowers, maybe shops that specialize in magical reagents, that sort of thing. So not the sort of thing you're going to see, just a large press of citizenry coming and going. And most of the traffic seems to be localized around the Collegium itself. As you get away from that and toward the River Argent, traffic thins out quite a bit. And so you approach the Alchemist's Brotherhood. Uh, it is a sturdy stone building just on the river. It's just sort of dark gray, squat, um, really uh, kind of nondescript, sturdy-looking building. Almost like a little fortress. Uh, what district was this in? I'm looking at the this map. Is the this is in the Collegium District. Okay, yeah. Uh, so 49. All right. Yeah, take some of these numbers with a grain of salt. I have I have come to uh, <laughs> I've come to realize. Okay. But uh, but yeah, so it's basically right on the river. And okay. Cloak, you've spent enough time uh, in and around Zobek at this point to know that the reason it is on the river is because they occasionally had uh, some nasty volatile stuff. Uh, to dispose of. And they handle that by pumping it or sluicing it directly into the river and just letting it wash away somewhere else. Somebody else's problem. Uh, so which way does the river go? Does it go up? It's not north. It's not north. It's up west? It, it, right. So the river okay. flows... Um, it, it, yeah. yeah. It flows sort okay. of north, north along the city and then up and around the gullet. Okay, gotcha. Mm -hmm. So, I need a reminder of why we were heading here. Because <laughs> I remember we're there to find it's information. It's been a little bit. So, you guys were past... Uh, let's see. Why were you headed to the Brotherhood of Alchemists? Oh, we were uh, going because... to search for one of Riordan and uh, uh, right. Taja's... Um, Compatriots. Yes, one of their uh, 
Correct. Uh, one of their flock, uh, name of Phelan, has uh, sort of gone missing, dropped off of uh, dropped off of everyone's sight, uh, and one of the uh, the other Morena worshippers, uh, the dwarf, he went to try and track him down and hasn't been able to find him at home, uh, and he uh, is a junior member of the the Brotherhood of Alchemists. And so that is where you guys were headed just now. Okay. Uh, so before we get there, I would turn to mm-hmm. Rowan and be like, okay, this is the deal. You're looking for special rare alchemist stuff. I don't know what that is. Uh, you can spout out off anything. And we'll see if we can get inside and maybe see like, oh, yeah, you know, we think Phelan had it. And then as um, so I heard around the street, the Phelan had so you know where Phelan is? And then they'll be like, oh, yeah, I totally know where Phelan was. And I'll be like, okay, cool. And then they'll show us where Phelan is. <laughs> I, uh, I have trouble uh, understanding you when you talk so quickly um okay you say what you're looking for and then uh which th- just think rare stuff uh and then they'll show us where failing is because that's how it usually works <laughs> all right uh so you head up to the i will endeavor to help okay so you guys can head up to the main building. It has a very stout uh, oak wood door banded in iron and brass. And you can see that there are uh, these sort of carvings around the stone door frame, particularly across the uh, the lintel up at the top. And um, neither of you have anything like proficiency with uh, alchemist supplies, right? Uh, great question. Um, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, so there's some strange-looking, possibly arcane sigils uh, carved into the stone that don't really have a whole lot of meaning for you. Um, but there is indeed a stout door in front of you, and now that you're up close, you can see that the uh, the Brotherhood of Alchemists seems to not be a single building, but kind of a series of stone bunkers that sort of uh, dot their way from this plaza toward the river itself. Okay. Um, so yeah, the the main like entrance and all that. Uh, right. I would go to the door and just be like, <laughs> like start pounding on it. I'll look okay. around. Act uh, cool. Okay, just act cool. Okay. So you pound on the what door. What you mean by cool? But you can uh, you can hear the the pounding of your fist or the pommel of your dagger or whatever you choose to use sort of reverberate behind the thick and heavy door. And a moment later, there's a. Uh, the sound of a large bolt being thrown. And the door creaks open just a little bit. Uh, And the individual staring out at you is a human male, probably in uh, his late 30s. He's very thin, has kind of wispy, uh, used to be black hair, now gone to gray. And it's kind of missing in some spotty patches. And you can see that there are uh, pock-like scars on his face here and there, and the skin is uh, pretty heavily discolored around those pox as well. And he says, yes, 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 what do you want? Yeah, uh, so uh, we came here to uh, look for uh, alchemal uh, regions. Uh, my friend here, uh, she's new to the city, and I knew that you guys, I did a few uh, missions for you guys uh, getting uh, some of your regions. Uh, and do I know him, by chance? Um, you vaguely recognize him, but you've never really dealt okay. with him uh, 
particularly before, so you're not sure his name yeah. or anything like that. Uh, whose names do I know other than Phelan? Uh, let's see. You know uh, Cordric, K-O-R-D-R-I-C, and okay. you know Zephrin, Z-E-P-H-R-A-N. Uh, yeah, I've done some missions for uh, Zephyrin, Cardric, and Phelan here, uh, and uh, basically, uh, I'm just seeing if we can uh, help my help my friend out and uh, see if we can uh, come to an agreement. Oh, interesting, interesting. I uh, he kind of squints at you and he says, "I do seem to recall them mentioning a Niemheimer who'd helped them out." That's me. Hmm. Uh, why don't you give me a charisma persuasion check, please? Uh, and do advantage. Do you recall your advantage because you are a wheedling little, I mean, an upstanding citizen? Uh, yeah, upstanding, honest, uh, would never break the law. Uh, mm -hmm. 19. Ooh, nice. All right. So he, uh, he kind of chews on his lip uh, for a moment with teeth that are not so much yellowed as brown. It looks like he has all of his teeth, but they're a strange brown color. It's a little little disconcerting. He says, all right, all right, come in, come in, both of you then, come in, come in. Okay. And he pushes yeah. the door open. When he pushes the door open, this kind of acrid smell gently wafts out, and it uh, prickles the back of your nose and, uh, and across your tongue. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm just like, mm, I've smelled worse. <laughs> So uh, basically, imagine walking into a chemistry lab that hasn't been thoroughly cleaned. That's sort of the, the smell that you're getting. Oh, uh, so like Walter White and mid, you know, RV. Okay. <laughs> sure. Sure. You might not want to light any flames. Uh, so as you, uh, as you head in, he brings you into what is really just kind of a very sparsely uh, appointed, almost like a sitting room or a, or a den. Um, it doesn't look like it sees terribly much use. Uh, and he just sort of uh, waves towards some of the chairs and says, "Have a sit, have a sit. I'll, I'll find one of the uh, one of the others. Hey, hang on." And he mm -hmm. just sort of uh, totters off into the building. Uh, anything you guys want to do in the in the few minutes while you're uh, while you're waiting for anyone to come back, or are you just gonna chill? Uh, is there anything uh, sort of on display around here, like reagents, jars of strange things? Okay, so there's a few shelves, and it looks like there are a couple of leather-bound books, and it looks like they are, um, like, imagine the, like, new wave occult bookstore little shelf by the door or by the cash register. It's sort of that equivalent of alchemical texts, so it's stuff that you could probably pick up and, and digest easily, but really not get anything meaningful out of it out of, you know, besides maybe basics, that sort of thing. Uh, and there's a couple of earthenware jars here and there and a couple of um, uh, dark brown glass jars, all of them stoppered. Anything interesting um, in them? Uh, I would say, uh, so you go over and kind of uh, tap one of the jars with your claw and, uh, and just kind of bring your beady eyes, uh, your good one, right up close to it. In one of them, you can, see, you can see that they're filled with fluid, at least the ones that are translucent. You're not exactly sure what they're filled with, as the stoppers are also sealed with wax. Um, but in one of them, at least, there is a sort of murky shape floating in the water. And it looks... Um, 
So you, you take a moment staring at it, and it looks like a fetus of some sort. What exactly would I do here, Cloak? Oh, they do an alchemy shit. That's all I really know. I don't alchemy tend to ask questions. Is, is that the uh, the scientific name for it? Alchemical shit? Yes. If that, if that is correct. Um, so basically, um, they are like, hey, get me these items. And I'm like, I'll... I'll totally get you these items and they they compensate me um so uh, i go out in the wilderness get it gather it and come back what they use it for i don't ask (laughs) rowan uh you have uh, a couple of moments to at least assure yourself that whatever uh now dead creature is floating in this liquid is not any sort of humanoid so that is uh that is perhaps less disconcerting uh and about that time there's a sort of short pudgy human man uh, with um, short cropped red hair who uh, comes into the room. Uh, Cloak, you know this guy is Zephyrin. So he smiles, um, not exactly warmly, but just kind of a perfunctory, polite little smile and says, Cloak, Cloak, it's good to see you again. Uh, I heard that you're, uh, it's, it's, you know, you know, studies of pace and all that. So I, I was told that uh, you were in search of something. Uh, what can we do to help you? Oh, yeah. Uh, my friend Rowan here, uh, she's uh, from out of town, you know, just recently uh, came in. And uh, we were discussing, and, you know, she's uh, uh, dabbles in the alchemy, and she was looking for some regions. Uh, I was wondering if you guys can uh, help us out and we can uh, look into that. Well, it's possible. Uh, we don't usually deal in the resale of... Um, of specific reagents, generally more in finished compounds, but if there's something you're looking for, it's possible we could help. Uh, Rowan, you said your, he said your name was? I'm Zephyrin. Pleasure uh, to meet you. Yeah. She sort of uh, gives her head a little bow, like like birds do. Yep. So, um, he... Rowan, you can tell that he's a little bit nervous uh, meeting you, and he's being polite enough, but you can see that there's just a little bit of trepidation kind of tightening the skin at the corner of his eyes. And uh, he starts to fidget just a little bit more once, uh, once you and he are conversing. Uh, he says, yes, well, good. Um, what, is it, uh, what is it that we could help you find? Oh, I, I do have a few things on my, on my list. Uh, do you require a coin? And she'll um, take off a few. Um, coins to give to him to sort of maybe ease okay so his, you're basically uh, are, are you you subtly trying to bribe him is what you're doing here right or are uh, you or are you just trying or are you just showing okay. that hey i'm here to buy stuff calm down yeah yeah okay all right um so the, when you the clink of gold in your hand seem gold or silver or whatever you pull out uh, seems to draw his attention and at least takes his mind off of whatever was making him nervous for the moment. Um, so he says, "Oh yes, yes, of course. Um, well, do do tell us your list, and we'll see if there's anything we could do to sort it out for you." Uh, that would be most helpful. Uh, first on the list, blood moss. That shouldn't be difficult, yes, yes. Uh, nightshade? He, uh, alright, so he sort of coughs and 
Well, uh, that, that may be possible, of course. There, there are many medicinal and, uh, and, and other uh, chemical uses for the blossom and essence of the nightshade, but I uh, will have to stress in the, the, uh, the strongest possible terms that it must be imperative, mind you, to keep this away from any open wounds uh, that you or anyone else right. handling it might have. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's entirely possible that it could paralyze anyone who uh, carelessly got some of this extract in a cut, and he kind of is giving you this sort of direct look <laughs> as he as he says this. So uh, you're getting the feeling that um, not. I, I I use it for for see uh, uh, prophetic uses. Well, of course, of course, of course, of course. Yes, yes, yes. Just uh, very. Do, do, do be cautious with it. As all, always, we, uh, we we stress caution here at the uh, the Brotherhood of Alchemists. You see, D- does Clark uh, see him being nervous? Uh, not really. Um, okay. No. Okay. I mean, uh, well, you could you could make an active insight check if you'd like to a wisdom insight. Uh, uh, Rowan has a high enough. Rowan has a high enough passive insight that she didn't need to roll. Okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, so as they talk, you start to pick up on it. Um, <laughs> he seems to be um, nervous about Rowan herself. You mm-hmm. can't really, uh, you can't really pull any more than that. Once they start chatting shop, however, he relaxes quite noticeably. Okay. So like uh, maybe it could, it could simply be like I'm meeting someone new that I don't have a good read on yet but it felt like mm-hmm. maybe there was a little bit more than that. It's hard to say. Uh, so they get to talking shop, and uh, and he starts um, insinuating that maybe he'd be willing to sell you guys some poison on the down low if you're uh, going to play ball, you know, <laughs> reading the warning labels. She, she's just rattling off her list, which includes stuff like powdered tooth, um, various yeah. different types of, of uh, uh, if plants. nothing. If nothing in there is too esoteric, they can probably scrounge it up. If you're asking for anything that might be, say, indigenous to the Northlands, that'll be a little bit more difficult for them. But any sort of uh, relatively common, uh, common to uncommon sort of herb or reagent, they can probably lay hands on for you. So yeah, you guys she have ha- a back and has, forth. And, yeah. She has enough uh, special Northlands reagents that she's kind of squirreled away in her pack because she knows that it would be hard to find it, or even if they... They might not even have heard of it down here, but it's, possible, yeah. it's it's mainly she's just stressing that she needs as much blood moss as as possible. All right, um, so he'll go ahead and uh, and see about gathering you up a, a, a decent amount of blood moss. Uh, he excuses himself and sort of trundles back out of the room to go and acquire it. Uh, you have a couple of minutes if you want to do anything else. If not, he will return promptly. Uh, who's that? It's just me and Rowan in the room. Yeah, if you want, if you want a couple of minutes alone, you have it. Well, I don't know. He seemed kind of nervous, but then he relaxed. So, but um, I'll I'll find out a little bit more. It may be because he hasn't seen many Ravenfolk, or it could be just when uh, when she su- when she suggests that cloak. It seems that she may have hit the nail on the head. It could just be that he's nervous around a Ravenfolk because they're you know, said to be the eyes and ears of Wotan, and uh, they can bring uh, tidings of the future, and those tidings can turn ill if you slight them, or if they don't like you, or, you know, any of that. 
Okay, I'm going to keep that note of that. Sure. Um, Rowan, this doesn't really surprise you at all. You're used to getting this sort of reaction from people. All right. Uh, so uh, he returns with a little parcel, and he hands the blood moss over to you, and he will ask for five gold for the amount that he has procured. There you she are. Will, uh, she will hand that over. All right. He happily hands the parcel over and takes your money and says, well, I'm very, very, very pleased that we could do some business and we could help out a, a fellow student of the alchemical arts. Uh, is there anything else I might do for you, Cloak? It's good to see you again, by the way. It's been a while since oh, we've good. had any work for Oops. you. Oh, yeah, I know. It's, uh, it's, uh, I, I get odd jobs here and there. The Collegium hires me. I do something for them. You know, you guys hit me up about something. I go do that. You know, I keep yes. busy. Um uh, but he like uh, cloak holds out his hand uh, to shake his hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, which yeah, then, he takes he, ta- he takes your hand. Yep. Uh, there's a piece of gold in cloak's hand, and he just looks at oh. him. And he's like, "Yeah, it's, it's great seeing you again." Hey, uh, a question: uh, Have you seen Phelan lately? And then let's go and let's uh, without the gold. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make a persuasion check again with advantage. I love I love <laughs> I love having advantage on persuasion. Uh, 20. Dirty 20. All right. Uh, so he very, for the kind of like pudgy, stubby fingers he's got, he very deftly uh, slips the gold out of your palm and you don't even see him pocket it. It just kind of goes away. Uh, and he mm. says, oh, Phelan, um, well, do, do let me think. Uh, you know, now that you mention it, it has been uh, perhaps a few days at least since I've seen him. Perhaps even up onto a week at this point. Uh, you, you must understand, uh, we all become rather engrossed in our own uh, work and experiments, uh, so it's not uncommon to, to miss each other for, for stretches at a time. But uh, it has been a while since I've seen him. Uh, I, can I go check up on him? You know where he'd well, like be uh, in his common areas? So he, uh, he starts to um, get a little bit uncomfortable, and he says, oh, well, I, I don't know that uh, simply having you wander around the, the compound would be, would be much proper. Uh, if you would like, I could escort you to his laboratory, and we could see if he happens to be in. Oh, yeah, that, that'd be perfect. Right, very well. This, this way, both of you then. And he uh, sort of leads his way toward the back where he's kind of come mm-hmm. and gone a couple of times. Uh, so he takes you out the back door into the inside of the little low-walled compound with all these stone bunkers here and there. And as you're going through, mm-hmm. you can catch strange, uh, very chemical smells coming from them. There are what look like metal-covered chimneys uh, sticking up out of each one. Some of them have smoke. Some of them have uh, off-colored fumes sort of uh, blow- billowing out of them. Uh, you can mm-hmm. smell what smells like uh, burning sulfur, uh, just all kinds of uh, caustic, acrid, or just um, unnatural-smelling things. He leads you to one of the bunkers that does not, from the outward appearance, seem to be in use. There's no smoke or vapor or anything uh, being vented from it. He uh, knocks on the door, which this door is iron, and actually most of the uh, workshop doors are much sturdier and are all made of metal. Uh, He bangs on the door a couple of times and calls out, Phelan, Phelan, are you in? Visitors, uh, hmm. So he, uh, he gets no response and uh, tries the door and finds it locked. So he, uh, he kind of purses his lips and says, 
Well, all right, I suppose it won't hurt anything. I don't usually like to do this, but he reaches into a pocket and he comes out with a big ring of iron keys. He shuffles through with a clinking and clanking until he finds the one he wants and it unlocks the door. It opens with a hollow creak and inside you see a darkened laboratory. There's all manner of glassware, uh, burners, and... uh, and little furnaces on the benches. There's a small forge in one corner, uh, spirals of glass and metal tubing going from vessels to, uh, to smaller alembics and, uh, other retorts, um, books, notes, um, jars and vials of various liquids and powders, uh, kind of neatly stored. You do not see any sign of anything amiss. Uh, like there's no sign of a struggle or anything like that. Uh, everything looks like it was put away neatly and in order, and then the door was locked. Behind him. Okay. Um, so can I can I walk in? Is he uh, preventing me from walking in when I took step so forward? He's- He's not at this point, but he is kind of watching you very closely. Uh, and, and as you guys step in, he pulls out a, uh, a little iron rod that has a golden tip uh, on the, the end of it. And he clashes the tip against the stone wall, and it begins to emit a bright light. And he holds it up because all of the lights in the room are, are doused. So he illuminates it, illuminates the room for you and kind of goes with you. Yeah. Uh, so I would go over to where I saw the notes. Uh, sure. and all that kind of stuff and kind of like peer at that and see if I see anything that uh, would kind of gleam where he'd be located and all or, or what he was studying and possibly uh, get a clue. Go ahead and make me an intelligence investigation check. Yeah, my best roll. 16, straight up. Okay, that's not bad. Um, oh, wait, didn't even go. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. I trust you guys. Uh, all right. Mm-hmm. So a 16. That. So you're not proficient. You don't have the familiarity with what is on all of these notes. And I mean, are you going to like mm-hmm. stand there and try to rifle through all of them? Or are you just going to kind of take a, a cursory look and see what maybe what he was most uh, recently working on? Most recently working on maybe the page below it uh, to see if there's any kind of like notes on that. But um, pretty okay. much, yeah. Uh, so mostly it's like, I mean, imagine chemical formula, uh, you know, by a, a non looking at, perusing it as a non-chemistry student. Uh, it's mostly mm-hmm. a bunch of strange, strange numbers and symbols. Um, there's occasional notes that are in common <laughs> in trade tongue scrawled in the margins, mm-hmm. but without context, it just doesn't make any sense to you. Um, mm-hmm. it seems to be talking about adjusting measurements somehow, um, However, the going down a page or two, it looks like uh, a different sort of work. Like there's just sort of a, an overall difference between whatever these notes are saying and whatever the top notes were saying. Again, you can't really make uh, hide nor hair of it, but scrawled down at the bottom of this parchment in sort of a, a hasty hand is book fetish, and it's underlined quickly. Book fetish was where one guy worked, right? Uh, that we had transcribed? No, no, that was Omar's rare books. Okay, okay, so book fetish. Um, you know, which Omar's is... or book fetish, one of the two. Omar's like book fetish, wasn't that it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he's like, huh, okay, well, uh, 
it doesn't seem like he's here at all, and I don't know what he was working on. But I mean, do you do you know? Um, does he does he live here, or is there an address I can get? Oh no, no, no! He doesn't live here. He he works here, of course. He he has a yeah. home um, uh, on the edge of the uh, on the edge of the district, just just on the other side. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I suppose. Uh, so he finds a scrap of parchment, um, opens up an inkwell, grabs a pen, and scrawls out the address for you. Okay. And he looks at me and says, you've been so helpful. You know, uh, like, next time you got, need me to go out at 50% off, man. Well, uh, I'll certainly, most certainly take you up on that the next time we have any... Um, mm -hmm. Well, uh, any of the things that would require or at least uh, suit your particular skill set. Uh, and you know that he's, he's sort of insinuating that um, occasionally they might need bits or parts from uh, inherently magical beasts or, uh, or other uh, dangerous creatures for their, for their properties. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. yeah, you might be, uh, you might, you have a reputation for being able to procure such things. Uh, as you and your companions are now at this point known to have ventured into the Margrave on numerous occasions and come back alive. So that's always a plus. So uh, he ushers you out if you've, uh, if you've had your fill of poking around the place. And he seems like he's maybe a little uncomfortable letting you stay too much longer just because, you know, this is a little bit of an invasion of privacy of one of his compatriots. Mm -hmm. uh, and he was very nervous when you were looking through the notes. The fact that you only looked at the top two or three pages, didn't seem to understand anything, didn't try to take anything, is probably the only reason that he, uh, that he decided to hold off on saying anything. Um, Rowan, you can kind of pick all of this up as well. You, you, you've got a pretty good read on him. Um, so, uh, aside from some slight shadiness about being willing to sell you poison and taking bribes and the like, uh, it seems like he's at least being forthright with you. Uh, and so he takes you back to the entrance and uh, be, uh, bid you good day, friends. So do, do come back if you ever find yourselves in need. Farewell. I might uh, make a purchase later on if I go on a long trip. You know, of course, of course. Just the long road. Absolutely. Good luck in your Thank hunt. You for your, for your... Hmm? For your discretion as well. Oh, but of course, but of course, but of course. Mm -hmm. It was a pleasure to meet yeah. you. Uh, and he does seem uh, sincere about that. It looks like some of his initial trepidation has worn off. And if, if he didn't know better, he would think that uh, this old raven folk just winked at him. <laughs> oh, well, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah, goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. He kind of sees you out and the, the big door <laughs> creaks closed behind you. Boom. And then the bolt throws again. Well, let's just not tell him that I'm using the poison for drugs. <laughs> All um, right. <laughs> so we're going to flash over to the library contingent. What are you guys up to? <laughs> Having a wild, wild time. I believe when we, at the exact moment we left so off, Riordan, you were enthralled watching Glaz just painfully sort of flirt with uh, one of the other one of the other students at the collegium oh yeah Some it was less. yes it, so was, it was love and she's uh, uh, she's just taken her leave um you noticed that glaz doesn't look like he even managed to get her name but uh hard to tell exactly what's going on there <laughs> glaz, glaz what what the hell was that 
Oh, she is so yeah. smart. And uh, she comes into the library often and she sits three tables over. Uh, she likes to have tuna fish sandwiches on Tuesdays. That's so weird that you know that. Seem to know quite well. I, 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 no, I totally have not been watching or anything like that. Nothing like that at all. No, no, no. No, you don't. Don't get the wrong idea. She is very intelligent. I, I've seen that she's got many different books from the evocation uh, discipline. I don't even know if it is Tuesday, let alone what someone else does on a Tuesday. So you have been watching her, which is weird. So what's her name? I, I, I'm working up to to asking her. What? So you, you know what she eats, but you don't know her name. That's weird. Uh, no, class. because you have to. You want to have a conversation, so you're able to like break the ice, as they like to say. Conversation is awful. No, um, well, that one at least. I agree, Ria. For once, I I totally agree. Conversation is awful, and it is very difficult. Well, we need to find out her name. I mean, she was. She seemed nice enough in a kind of weird nerd kind of way. I know she is a nerd, right? He kind of smiles, big tusky smile. <laughs> well, how about I talk to her for you? No, 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 no. I'm very good. Absolutely not, no. It's okay, I won't use my charm no. on her. If you're afraid <laughs> that she'll fall in love with me, then. Oh, no, 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 no. All right, well, if you change your mind, if you need tips, you know, I have been with many beautiful ladies and men in my time, so I've got some tips for you, you know, if you need some help. Well, I have been with a very beautiful woman as well. Not what I meant. I I play games every Sunday afternoon with Valia. That's... <laughs> Not at all the same. Right. In any way, um, we spend but... quality time together. <laughs> so Tilly right. is desperately trying to uh, to lose I... herself in some book I'm rather than listen to this. And... <laughs> right, right. <laughs> all right. I uh, this is all giving me a headache. Just being here now, um, I'd, I'd love some drugs or something exciting to happen. And that was interesting for a little bit, but now she's gone. So either run after her and, and I'll watch some more, or uh, <laughs> can we go do something else? Please. Well, I believe that we should be seeing Cloak and Rohan most any moment now. They were off to do a quick errand. Right. Uh, so <laughs> if, if indeed the plan was for you guys to meet them at the library, uh, we can just sort of move ahead to you guys uh, just sort of uh, easily strolling across the Collegium District and heading into the library. Cloak can get you in. He knows a guy. I know several guys. He does. All right. So yeah. uh, there's. You come in, uh, look, uh, see Tilly sort of looking painfully awkward, a little embarrassed, and she's like, "Like, oh, look at this. This is a this is a treatise on the history of the uh, the Empire, uh, the, the Grand Duchy of Dornig. I, I'm going to read all about Dornig right now, and uh, and and Riodan is like winding no down. It looks it looks like Riodan was desperately trying to explain something to Glaz and is just running out of steam. And that's Cloak would the probably thrust. immediately recognize that Glaz is blushing, and has seen this before. He knows about he knows about Tuna Tuesdays, so. Um, 
series of sharp jabs. And anyway, ah, thank God, everyone else is here. Oh, oh yeah. Huh. Oh, um, Sorry, I, I didn't just know you, I didn't I think know you knew how to read. Uh, just trying to occupy my mind with the imagery in the books to make sure I can remember to wash my ears out later. That's Got some books doing. if you want them. Not really books, they're more like visual novels. As long as you have not touched any of them, I'll be oh, fine. Well. Thank you. Right, heard it, heard it trying to sleep with? Right, did Riordan try to sleep with people? Oh, did he try I didn't to sleep, try to sleep with, with anyone. It was Glass. Oh, He's hitting on this Tuna Tuesday girl who's a kind of preppy, uh, geeky girl, but kind of hot in her own way, I guess. Oh, you mean Constance? Could be. Could be. He doesn't know her name. He doesn't even ask you her. Name? How do you not know her name? You've talked to her like seven times. Is it that awkward well, point where you're to it's, it's it too to late to ask her? You've been asked. You've been speaking to her for too long, where you should have known her name, and now you can't ask because I, asking would now admit that you never knew her name. I literally it was like, "See you later, Constance," and you're standing there nodding. And then, then as soon as she left, you're like, "Okay, back to studying." And I was like, "Okay." Of course, her name is you're Constance. <laughs> you know, I only listen to about half of what you say, Cloak. Right? What? Only the good parts. <laughs> That's true. I usually listen to the good parts. Speaking of good parts, um, <clears throat> is there going to be one soon? We oh, think? yes. Uh, well, I, I do have some good news for you. I have procured some uh, reagents for your... Um, what are we calling it? Your drug habit, Riordan? That'll do. My addiction is good. That also works. I hope yeah. you're into the Okay, well, that stuff. is good news that we have drugs. Um, all right. We have cool. the things to make drugs. Should we do some drugs in the library? Wouldn't that be great? Let's see if Constance wants it. I no, bet she does. I have to, I have to, no, make, she like to make them first. You, you hear a sudden sort of like throat clear mixed with a harumph. <coughs> and you look over and there's this, uh, this elderly elf. This elderly elf marked uh, individual. So, <laughs> I mean, he, must, <laughs> he must be quite old because he's gone, uh, he's gone to gray, losing his hair. His face is etched with wrinkles. He's got kind of a little bit of a jowl thing going on, despite the, uh, the touch of elvish grace that the, the gift of the elves has laid upon this uh, otherwise human individual. And he's just sort of glaring in disapproval over it, talking about doing drugs in the library. Oh, I can assure you it is all uh, for educational purposes. He, uh, he sort of arches one eyebrow, shakes his head, puts the book he was looking at back on the shelf and wanders away. Glass <laughs> is mortified. <laughs> Don't worry. We should read really like really interesting. Can you imagine reading one of these old boring books while you're high? That could actually make them kind of fun. Glass just starts like trying to push people out of the library. Yeah, get <laughs> out! Get out! Get out! Up in this space! <laughs> get out! 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 We, no! Yes. No! Yes. I want to make a dirty down. library. <laughs> Even <laughs> filthier. Yeah, Rio Dan is. Riodan is shitting where Glass lives right now. Um, yes, pretty much. <laughs> Do not shit in my house, Riodan. I didn't know Troll. Another ten minutes for that. Get this red in the face. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know either. Uh, right, yeah. one, one thing I would like to do, uh, Tilly and Rowan, we're going to take a, a quick pause here. One thing we haven't done for you guys is uh, determine your status. Status is mm. um, sort of a measure of how society at large sees you uh, and how they react to your deeds. Uh, this sort of thing can raise or lower depending on how you comport yourselves and what you do. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Riodan, your status has dropped from a six to a four. Just be aware of that at the moment. See if I can. <laughs> yes, fair enough. Um, I can go lower than that. Cares. So I would like popular as me. I, I would like each of you to roll a d6 and add your charisma okay. modifier to it. Okay. Uh, that would be a one plus three. So three. Okay, so four. What, sorry, oh, one plus oh, two, sorry. three. One plus two, I'm, three. I know right. how to use that. Yes, all right, a three. So you have the same status as Glass currently. <laughs> Tilly, how'd you do? Uh, four, two roll plus two mod. Four, and since you're a dwarf, you have a inherent plus one to that, so that will raise you to a five. <laughs> all right. So to give you a basic idea, a status of three puts you about on the same labor, uh, the same uh, sorry, the same level as say a farmer or a laborer, or as you know this this works out really well. Most Hugan, most Raven folk tend to hang out about this level. Um, a five is about the same as a guild apprentice uh, or a member of a militia, and is about where you expect most dwarves to hang out. So nice job. <laughs> Way to roll iconic where, results. Where am I at? <laughs> You're a seven, so you are the uh, the highest status uh, individual <laughs> How of, that uh, this, of this particular company because he, uh, I mean, like you saw what he does, he, he makes himself indispensable to people who have some manner of influence. And who need uh, so illegal things. You have a seven. That's about on the, yeah, that's about on the same level as a merchant or a soldier or a, a watchman. Yes. All right. So uh, you guys can uh, can make your way out of the library uh, with Glass sort of. The, the one wearing the mask is the face of the party. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Amazing. You know, despite the mask, he is very personable, uh, and a lot of times, despite yourself, you find yourself kind of um, just sort of defaulting to liking him and being more amused. Like, even if he goes off color, it almost comes off as more amusing and kind of witty and irreverent than it does annoying or obnoxious. He's just got this way about him. Stop liking yeah. me. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> no, what no. God damn it. <laughs> I mean, he's not usually curmudgeonly. Occasionally, <laughs> usually when Glass is giving away all the information. Depends on the subject. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. All right. So you guys, you guys make your way out of the library. Uh, Riodan is is grumbling about how there's going to be no tuna today, and that's just a shame. Why do you want fish? It's Tuesday. Glass. Glass probably blushes again. Yes. Why, uh, why do you what? eat fish on Tuesday? Why don't you yes, ask what happens on a sandwich? Why, uh, why would you eat fish anyway? I like fish. I'll tell but you why what. Most ravens... He was making it. Most ravens... I, birds, I often will have some of my... Well, oh, and he kind of realized he might have made a faux pas. <laughs> 
She just, I, she just it, cocks her head. It's like, well, I, I do prefer meat of the uh, land walking drawer variety, but um, whatever. I bet you do. Uh, as, as you. What was that, Riodan? Mm. Nothing. I got caught and started talking about meat there. Mm. I, 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 do, I do like a good scotch fillet. A nice haunch. Chili, I'm Chili uh, at about this time, you hear a distinctive flapping of wings with this almost, um, this almost metallic ring that you might expect when you hear a blade whistling through the air. And there's a, a flash of the dull sunlight that manages to peek through the overcast that catches on the silver feathers of a, uh, of a constructed raven that is flying hey. towards you. It, uh, it flaps over. It lands on the rim of your shield, cocks its head at you, opens its beak, and a voice sort of booming uh, at the same time, kind of hollow, almost like it's being spoken through a metal tube, uh, issues, out, issues out towards you. It says, how oh, very interesting. Well, then I, Vendessian Thrick, shall be only too pleased to meet with you and the rest of the Cloak and Daggers at the Silk Scabbard this evening. We didn't actually name ourselves that, did we? I thought that was an ironic thing. Well, and I, didn't, the, I didn't uh, want to put my name in the fucking title. <laughs> <laughs> the bird clicks its beak, beak closed, um, shakes its metal feathers, and kind of like preens at your, uh, at your braid beard, and then sort of hops off the rim of your shield and then flashes back onto the, back onto the silver front plate. And it returns to its uh, sort of carved status. I like Van Dessin, Frick. I'll meet him. I, he might have more I drugs. Definitely the kind of guy that would have more drugs. Yeah. So what should we know about this about this Frick character? Uh, runs a mission called the Black Shields. Uh, um, you hire him, he'll get the job done. We've worked with him in the past, uh, I think. Kind of cool. Kind of yeah. edgy. You would probably know potentially what edgy. could be going on. Maybe other weird, strange happenings. He knew all about what was happening with the black, with the black tree. The black yeah, he's kind of got this hot, bad aesthetic going on. Sort of middle-aged dad bod, but I like it. Right. What he didn't this? know <laughs> all about what was going on with the black tree, with the black oak. He he was able to find out who had hired him or hired that his people. It. And that was it. so he he knew that uh, a man working for the the Zealous family uh, hired his mercenaries, and that was about it. But uh, so the Raven delivers his message, and uh, and it, the the Silver Raven then returns to its embossed emblematic state on Tilly's shield. Aye, well you heard it. She just caresses her shield a little bit. Should be over well, well. or. Well, I mean, it's only like noon, so later. Yeah, I, I just mean later. Should we all go, or should we send a party, or? Do you think I mean, it's we, we can all go. Okay. He'll be fine. I mean, we all can go. You know, we it's don't have event. to do everything together. You know, I I'm fine with going on my own, or you guys go and I just go somewhere else. That's fine with me. Well, I would I would prefer that you were not excited about being included in a group of people. He might have drugs, though. So, was that a serious question? Or... No, it's just a statement. Oh. You're fine. Right, no, he may have drugs. I'm happy to go and see him. 
I guess. It's just we don't have to all go, right? you know. Uh, look, you're a, you're a landlady. Yes. Does she have access to a, a kitchen? She, she does have a kitchen. Um, Say yes. I don't think it's meant for making... Not making... Yeah. Let's see if Kettle Whistle... Is it Kettle Whistle? Kettle. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, kind of whistled. And so, uh, um, yeah, let's not use Mrs. Kettle Whistle's uh, kitchen as a, you know, a drug, drug den. den. Yeah. You should definitely hot knife something for me up there. That's fine. Should be cool with it. Uh, we could just use Leo Dan's room. I believe you that could, we do uh, have um, my room. It's already a, already a den of drugs. And then it could so. Yeah, I mean, uh, like. Go back to the mines, do some drugs. Now. See what happens next. Uh, Maybe we go to Van Dessen's. Uh, you guys go do I'm going to go uh, uh, check on some things. I'll meet you guys uh, in uh, Silk Scabbard in the evening. Uh, there's a few people I need uh, to follow up with. Uh, Rowan's just going to take Cloak aside quickly. Are you are you following up about um, uh, Fowlin? Um, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. I have I a couple shall... places to follow. I shall deliver news to... Um, to... Um, Kaja, mm-hmm. and let her know that we are looking into it. Okay. If anything comes up, I can send you a message. Okay, uh, so I'll just keep an ear out then. Uh, don't make any not promises. So much an ear, because... not, not so much an ear out as keep your mind open and not uh, not unconscious. Okay, don't fall asleep. Don't fall asleep. Don't fall asleep. Don't fall. Okay. Just, <laughs> oh. just blinks. Uh, refresh me on the status of. Refresh me on the status of Puff Puff Cloak. Where, where do you want her about at this time? With me? Uh, she didn't go with me. She was at the Collegium with those guys because I was not bringing her there. Because uh, I know not to bring her there, um, and. Uh, uh, it looks like she spent most of that time not like going into the library or anything, but she sort of was running around the courtyard, kind of chasing after the falcon that that uh, that uh, that a fellow with a, a thick leather gauntlet on one hand was sort of exercising out in the in the Collegium campus area. Yeah, I mean, like she she does that from time to time, and like uh, some of the mages take a break from studying and play with her, and so, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. Uh, as we left, uh, she would come with us and then uh, come with me as I like uh, start uh, disbanding from the, the group. Um, and I, I look at anyone else, I was like, uh, I mean, uh, are you guys all going to the Silk Scabbard? Yeah, I'm off to the fuck house. You guys can come along. Okay. With I'm sorry, well, the fuck house. I don't, I'm, what's wrong with that? Uh, I guess that's... All knowledge is good knowledge. I guess I'm learning how to make some drugs. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> I'm sure that you will, um, it will be an enlightening experience. All knowledge Shall is good I? knowledge. I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go ahead and remember that the next time the, uh, the nullifier's <laughs> lexicon comes up. I was going to say, yeah, we'll we, we've business. seen how that's been going for Glass already, so. <laughs> uh, you look at Hilly and tell her what you're doing. I guess I'll go with Rowan, unless you need company okay. or somebody to protect you. 
You well, don't have do to you want to go make drugs? Mm, I don't I know what's interested in drugs, but I mean, she's she's one to travel with. Well, I mean, we're, we're going to meet up with her later. I mean, as no. a, if you want to come hang out, it's something different other than the fuck house that you already been to. Hey, I haven't seen much of the city. I'll go with you. Hey. Go for a walk. Hooray, <laughs> we're all doing things together. She hey. side-eyes, Raiden. Mm. Thankfully without you. For now. <laughs> I'll be back Keep soon. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Win four days, ten pounds for a young cabbage vendor in financial crisis to show up. Appreciate that before. Not my cabbages. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. Interesting. All right. Okay. So, uh, quick refresh me on who's going where. I think Rowan, me, and Riadan are going back to the Silk Scabbard to make drugs and with Riadan getting into trouble. <laughs> Okay, this will be interesting. Do either of you have, say, proficiency with an herbalist kit or uh, alchemist supplies or anything along those lines? Maybe a um, poisoner's kit? Let me just have a look. I think that I can actually... Um, I can choose a skill or tool, and for 10 minutes I can gain proficiency with it. You as can, part indeed. Of my, um, knowledge cleric. Yep. Ooh, yeah, definitely you can. Alright, so you can channel divinity to get whatever uh, whatever sort of skill uh, or tool familiarity you need, and so you're attempting to make some manner of drugs back in Riodan's room. Is that am I am I to take that correctly? Anything will do, uh, honestly. Yes. Okay. Uh, I, All right. I might um, send you a message about what exactly I'm trying to do. Mr. Yeah, sure DM, do. sir. Uh, and so Cloak and Tilly are headed off, right? Hi. Yes. We're going to the book fetish because it's along the way to the address. I don't know where the address officially is, but I'm only guessing that it's further down from the book fetish. Um, so you are going to the address that was given. The address that you have is just on the other side of the bridge from the Collegium District in kind of the Market District area across the street okay. from the shrine to... Um, uh, ba, 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 what is it called? The the shrine Saint, of St. Caron. Oh, St. Caron. Okay. So uh, I would go to the book fetish first because uh, it's along the way from the Collegium um, as we split up and uh, make my way there, and then uh, hit up uh, the house. Okay. That's my uh, plot. So you and, Tilly, you and Tilly are headed to the book fetish, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, why don't you make me a... What would it be for knowing your way around? Not exactly survival. Um, why don't you give me an... Yeah, you can give me an intelligence survival or um, intelligence. Hmm. Yeah, we'll we'll go with intelligence survival. Okay. Uh, so this will. Oh, I'm actually proficient, so it'll be a plus three to this roll. Um, right. Or can I change it on here? Oh, I can. Jesus, this is amazing. Okay, here we go. Technology. Fantasy, fantasy, fantasy grounds, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> we can rebuild him. Uh, a nine. A nine. 
so off the top of your head, you do not know what or where the book fetish is. Uh, you want to try and ask around and get directions, uh, or what's your plan? Yeah, I like I'll I'll find like a uh, a guard who's walking by and it's like, ah, hey, uh, excuse me, do you know where the fetish the book fetish is? Uh, when you ask him about the fetish, his eyebrow sort of creeps up toward the, the rim of his helmet. When you amend to the book fetish, he says, oh, oh, uh, yeah, certainly. It's uh, just head along down the street, uh, and then you'll want to just past that uh, that intersection there. You'll take a left into the alleyway. You'll find the book fetish down at the end of it. All right, thank you. And then he just sort of nods and heads back on his way. All right. Yeah. So, uh, uh and at this point, I like as we're walking, I would turn to Tilly and be like, "So we're kind of looking for Phelan. Uh, I don't know what you know about that." Um, and thank you for uh, we're big fans. Thank you so much. Um, and so, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So basically, um, we're just trying to find this person. I went to their lab, found that they were here. So I kind of want to ask around about it, you know. And I don't, I don't know if they're going to get rough and tumble, but you know, if they do, I got you know, big strong dwarf lady, and she'll just be like, not today, and punch them. Uh, Tilly probably will will kind of toss her or him over her shoulder. Hey, but what are you looking him for? What do you need this guy for? Um, so, actually, you left the, uh, the, the fuck house before uh, any of that. So I talked to um, uh, Kesha and uh, uh, the, the other dwarven fella, and I can't remember his name right now. Um, so uh, it's, it feels like it's been weeks since I learned that name. Um, so, uh, <laughs> basically, uh, it was, the, there it was El Feldro, by the way. El Feldro. Um, uh, the, he, was, he was looking for uh, his friend Phelan, who is uh, another uh, uh, worshipper of uh, Moradin. Uh, Moradin? Morena. Is it Moradin? Morena. Another, another Moradin's the dwarven god. Um, Morena, um, so um, uh, um, he said he hasn't seen him in a while, and even the people at the, the Brotherhood, uh, the Alchemist Brotherhood that, you know, work with them, they haven't seen him in a while, right? So that's a... a when I was going through his notes, it said something about the book fetish and then a bunch of shit about chemicals, and I don't know how to read that. So, you know, that's that, that's big glass shit that, you know, that he would like to look at him and be like, oh, that's so interesting. Look, look what I can make. But uh, I'm going to check out the fetish and see if they know any info. And then I got his address at his house, so we might have to break in. Um, All right. Cool, so, the law. <laughs> so during, during this rapid fire onslaught of, of info dump, uh, Cloak, I would like you to make me a quick dexterity stealth check. Uh, can do. A 14. Okay. All right. So uh, there's a couple of people just sort of uh, walking along the street nearby, and a few of them are their, – their path just kind of takes them near you, and you manage mm -hmm. to kind of drop your voice just in time so you're not yelling about the, the Red Maiden, uh, whose worship is illegal oh. in Zobek, uh, across the street. Oh, okay. <laughs> I totally <laughs> said Moradin then. <laughs> oh, you know Moradin? Right. You know the god they worship? Morden. I... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. So uh, you guys head to the alley in question. And this alley, it isn't like uh, like a dank, nasty little just kind of a space between two buildings. It's almost like a small dead-end side street. Uh, it, I mean, this alley, it, it is even cobbled, uh, paved with cobbles, and it looks like there was once a, a few different shops set up back here, but currently, uh, 
uh, it appears through these windows that you can see that uh, several of these smaller spaces were combined into one. And there is a, uh, a sign, a, a shingle hanging out over the door that has an open book sort of uh, artfully inscribed on it. And in arcing letters over it proclaims the book fetish. Well, here we are. All right. And then uh, I'll open the door and be like, after you. Okay. Tilly. So works away around knocking, not knocking over. I'm sorry, pile of books at the door. Sure, sure. Uh, all right, so you head in, and uh, the shop is surprisingly roomy. Once you get in there, it was definitely repurposed from multiple smaller spaces, and they probably just knocked a bunch of walls down, and uh, and opened it all up into one bigger place. Um, there are bookshelves lining the walls. There are large windows where the kind of light from from the sun, overcast though it is, shines in and helps illuminate the place, uh, so it's not all lit by you know smoky candles and lamps and such. Uh, there's a horseshoe-shaped counter with uh, glass-fronted cupboards just to the right of the doorway, and there is a lovely young human woman sitting behind the counter with this like golden blonde hair that almost looks like honey being poured down her shoulders and her back. And she smiles, and her dimples pop up, and her eyes sparkle radiantly when you come in, and she says, Hello! Welcome to the book fetish. I'm so happy you came to see us. I'm rolling insight on that comment. Sure. Is she really happy? She 17. works in retail. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she, she, she seems pretty sincere. Um, okay. It's, I mean, it's, it's kind of a line, right? It's like, hey, there's customers, I'll play nice. But she really does seem uh, upbeat and, and jovial and excited to see people coming in. Okay. Um, so uh, I would walk up. Uh, what, what is a book fetish for? Would it Cloak know that? I have no idea, personally. So you walk in and look around. Uh, it looks to be a bookstore. Okay. So uh, he would walk up and be like, um, so, uh, yeah, what, what kind of books do you guys have here? Oh, we have uh, just an incredible variety. We have new as well as uh, secondhand books. I, I find that sometimes if you're looking for something, uh, things that have already been around a few times or that have, uh, have seen a little bit of love or, or maybe the best things to look for, uh, those you'll find over in this section, and she sort of directs you to a different, uh, a different part of the store. Uh, we have a wide uh, variety of topics. Um, and you can see that there are a few people wearing the robes of the Collegium in here, uh, browsing at a few of the shelves. Uh, it looks like mm -hmm. there's maybe two other customers in here as well. One of them is wearing a, a Collegium robe, and the other seems to be just uh, maybe, a, uh, maybe a merchant or a, a slightly more well-to-do citizen. Yeah, okay. Um, so uh, he would just like listen to her and be like, oh, that's interesting. He's kind of learning what this place is too, and he's like, oh, class, I love this place. So uh, he has no idea if Glass has been here or not. Uh, and uh, basically, he's uh, going around and he's like, uh, when they're away from everyone and she's talking, he would like kind of stop her a little bit and be like, um, what about uh, alchemy? You guys are alchemy? Well, um, she, she kind of uh, purses her lips a little bit and says, no, we don't, we don't engage in any alchemy here. Although sometimes we do acquire a few interesting um, 
ingredients or reagents, things that might have use along those lines. That's not uh, a specialty of mine particularly, so I can only tell you so much about it. And she gestures to mm -hmm. uh, one of the glass cabinets in the counter. Yeah, and he, he what was she pointing at? Uh, different so, regions? Yeah, so she just points to um, one of the counters nearby the, uh, the, the the side of the counter that's farthest from the door. So remember, it's mm -hmm. it's kind of a horseshoe-shaped counter with, with glass cabinets. Uh, and inside there are little jars and uh, jars that have herbs, um, maybe a few mushrooms, little bundles of herbs that have been uh, left to dry, sort of hang from little hooks on the underside of some of the shelves. Um, mm -hmm. You can see dried flower blossoms, some sorts of little packets of seeds, uh, all sorts of little things in there. He's like, oh, that, that's pretty interesting. So uh, I actually have some friends at the um, Arcane Brotherhood. Um, or not the Arcane, but the, Alchemy, the Alchemy Brotherhood. Um, so, oh, certainly. Um, yeah. Do you, uh, actually, um, I think one time my friend... Uh, Phelan, he said he was going to come out here. What? When was that? Yeah, I think it might have been like maybe a week ago, maybe a little bit longer. Uh, uh, actually, have you seen him recently? Hmm. Phelan, Phelan. Um, the name sounds a bit familiar, but I'm afraid I don't think I know him. Uh, perhaps I've heard one of the other staff greet him at some point. So uh, hmm. I don't think there's much I can tell you, unfortunately. I apologize. Hmm. Well, yeah. So, if someone from the Brotherhood were to come here, what would they come get? Just like reagents, or would there be a particular book that they want to purchase? Oh well, I, I suppose it could be any of the above. Um, I, you know, we we perhaps he was looking for a book on a, a different topic uh, aside from from alchemy. Um, perhaps we had uh, an ingredient that he needed and had difficulty finding elsewhere. Happily. Hmm, interesting. That would make sense. Yeah, you have... competitors with those regions uh, and stuff. Oh, well, we, we don't do a terrible amount of business in that arena, so we're not really looking to compete with anyone. Uh, it, it's mostly just uh, a little extra for our, for our customers. Sometimes someone might want uh, uh, something to uh, enhance their tea or uh, perhaps uh, something that would make a nice incense. Hey, I mean, I'm not, I'm not discounting your products. I'm just saying, if he didn't find what he needed here, do you know anywhere close that he might go to? Oh, um, well, certainly the Brotherhood would be, if he was a member, would be the best place to simply go through their means to to find the things that he needs. Uh, if he needs things that are particularly rare or not able to find here, he may have to go through some of the more, uh, the more specialized merchant houses. No, oh, she, she kind of, mm -hmm. she kind of. She makes a little bit of a face and says, particularly if he, particularly if he was looking for anything from, say, the, uh, the Shadow Realm, uh, he would have to go through oh. the Shadow Exchange. Um, that we, we almost assuredly couldn't find anything of that nature. Hmm. Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's nasty business. Um, hmm. So, gla uh, uh, sorry, not glass. Cloak, uh, you were poking around the cabinet. Um, you have, uh, you could make an intelligence nature check. Oh, that sweet, sweet natural ability. 15. 15. Straight up. Um, so you recognize a few of the things that are in the, the like the, uh, the, the kind of the herb cabinet that she showed you. Um, mm -hmm. So 
you know a few things that uh, one one of the one of the uh, the the flowers that's in there sort of strikes you. It, it kind of catches your attention for a moment. Uh, you mm-hmm. know back from uh, some of your time in Nimheim, this particular flower, if its petals are dried and brewed into a tea, you know that it is a fairly effective uh, contraceptive. Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Those flowers right there, how how much do you sell those for? Oh, uh, well, uh, they, some of our Customers enjoy the tea that's brewed out of those. It has a little bit of an astringent flavor, but depending on what you mix it mm. with, that can be just about perfect. Uh, and she kind of smiles broadly at you, and she says, uh, three silver for... Uh, and she kind of pulls out a little box that's empty. She says, for, for oh, about this much, this should, should last a while. Um, okay. Um, hmm, interesting. Do, do you have any books on the Margrave? Books on the Margrave. Um, I suppose it's possible. Nothing jumps to mind ju- uh, offhand. Hmm. You could uh, you could have a look at the stock. It rotates occasionally. Okay. Um, so uh, he would. Uh, uh, and he seems. Uh, she seems like she's been truthful the whole time uh, talking to her. And he's like, "Well, I might have to come back and uh, 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 look into this a little bit further." Uh, I'm sorry, I'm on a time constraint at the moment. Hmm. Well, uh, so uh, you rolled a seventeen for insight. As the conversation has gone on, she see she still seems sincere and very delighted to be talking to you. But it almost looks like she's half expecting you to say or do something that just never kind of happens. Um, Almost like she's, uh, every time the conversation takes another turn, she seems almost expectant. And then when it goes wherever it is you take it, she kind of just settles back to normal. She doesn't seem disappointed or upset or anything like that, but it looks like there Mm -hmm. was just this hitch of expectation every now and then that was not met. And that didn't seem to bother her, but it was just a thing that you noticed. Oh, like she's trying to make a sale. Could be. Could be. Okay. Um so he would uh he would go over um and uh do are people still in the store? There's a couple of people in the store, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh and are they kinda like far away? They're they're uh yeah, I'd say they're on the other side of the uh the store from the counter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it looks like they're sort of talking quietly at the moment. Okay. Um, so uh, he would uh, uh, um, like hold out his hand and uh, go to shake her hand. Mm-hmm. So she'll, uh, uh, she will, yeah, she will hold out her hand and uh, sort of uh, she, she gives you kind of a firm but just on the edge of being too kind of delicate or light. It just has a little bit of pressure to it. Yeah, uh, as she does that, uh, I have there's gold in my hand. Oh, um, okay. So uh, I, I look at her and I go, um, yeah, uh, so, I mean, uh, my friend Fingerman, uh, if you remember anything, um, you know, if you stop by the Silk Scabbard later, um, maybe we can uh, have a more uh, 
open conversation. Uh, not while you're at work. I don't want to. I don't want to bother you all these things. You know. You know what I'm saying. She. Uh, so she uh, takes the coin, um, and just kind of leaves her her hand resting on the counter, um, mm-hmm. which conceals it very nicely and smoothly. And she says, mm-hmm. "Well." Um, as I said, I don't know the gentleman, but I, I will ask around, particularly when uh, when the next shift comes in, and I'll see if anybody else has found the name for you. You said uh, the silk scabbard. Oh yeah, uh, stop by and, this and, evening. Um, and when she says that, her smile grows just a touch, and there's this uh, almost this knowing sort of edge behind it. Okay, so yeah, she. She knows that place. Um, so um, he'd be like, yeah, I mean, like, just ask around. And if you do find out why he was here, maybe it's uh, like what he bought, maybe that kind of stuff. And, you know, I, I make it worth your while. She, uh, she, so her smile goes into kind of like a, like a, like a half smirk when she says that, uh, or when you say mm-hmm. that. And she says, well, I might just have to hold you to that. What was your name? Cloak. Cloak. It's lovely to meet you, Cloak. My name's Layla. Oh, hi, Layla. So, yeah. So, uh, she, uh, <laughs> so she kind of slides She slides her hand off the counter, and uh, oh, you, you lose track of the, uh, you lose track of the coin, uh, wherever it went there. And uh, so she just sort of uh, settles back a little bit, and there's this uh, large crimson tapestry covering the wall behind her that um, you... <sighs> It's strange, like her clothing and the color of her hair and the color of her eyes. It just seems to be set off by this this red drapery behind her. It all coordinates and it strikes you for a moment. Come on, you got this. You got this, buddy. <laughs> what are we coaching me on? And it's like, well, uh, uh, so yeah. <laughs> what well, this is this is the weirdest episode ever. Um so uh do he, it. He's like, do it. Uh, uh so he would uh look at I have no idea what everyone's talking about right now. So um uh so uh yeah he uh he would be like uh so she she's like looking very like is it magical? No, I mean it doesn't appear to be. I mean, okay. there's no. Just, I mean, without without casting detect magic or getting a, a pretty up close okay. examination of it, there's really no way to tell. I mean, it just looks like mm. a. It looks like a decorative wall hanging. Um, it doesn't even have like a particular picture that it's depicting at all. It's. It okay. looks like it's embroidered. It has some interesting texture to it, um, and it's just sort of. It's like a splash of color that really sets off just the the area, sets it apart from the rest of the mm-hmm. the rest of the shop. And it, maybe it's coincidence, but it starts to, it's, it seems like it's probably deliberate. Her, it's it just like, it, it's kind of her color, if that makes sense. Okay. Uh, he's like, well, yeah, wow. That's, uh, that's, okay, that really suits you very well. Well, uh, hey, uh, so, uh, yeah, I'll see you later then. And then uh, he uh, turns around and starts making his way out. As you uh, make your way out, she says, uh, with just a little bit of a purr to her voice, I certainly hope so. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. Okay, bye. Was Tilly right. watching all of this? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Tilly's wondering how this whole party now has crushes on other people. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, 
It's, I go where the someone has me. a crush on the cloak and he just like, oh. I give what they need. <laughs> someone has so a crush on cloak and he's just not picking up on it. Tilio leaned on a cloak and say, I thought about hitting Something on her, like but that. she seemed to be keen on you a bit. Yeah. Really? Yeah, um, she, she brightened up a quite a bit in the conversation about meeting you later. I mean, that's rude. Like, uh, is that a thing? Do humans and gnomes hook up a lot? I don't know. I'm a dwarf on dwarf kind of girl, but I just want to let you know. Oh, okay. And oh, okay, there's well. our world tree quote for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dwarf on dwarf type of girl. There we go. Hot, hot dwarf singles in your area. <laughs> All right. Beard to beard. Beard to beard. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Take it a turn, ladies and gentlemen. It's taking a turn. And my axe. <laughs> <laughs> hide your children, hide oh. your elves. Call it a mine. A mine. I'll stop. <laughs> All right. So the two of you make your way out of the book fetish, having had an interesting encounter there, uh, although so far not terribly fruitful. Uh, where would you like to head? Do you want to go back and meet meet up with everyone at the Silk Scabbard? No, I'm going to that address. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're swinging by the house. That's right. Uh, yeah. So, in the meantime, we've got um, Rowan White and her, uh, and her assistants trying to brew up some sort of uh, recreational substance in the, um, in the hotel room. Is that correct? Excellent, yes. Right. So, uh, this is the episode of Breaking Bad. So, you, uh, Rowan, you spend a moment in, uh, silent prayer to Wotan. You touch the, the medallion holy symbol at your throat, and you feel for a moment you can see through your scarred, milky eye. And, uh, as you gain that vision for, a, for just a second, uh, knowledge flows through you and suddenly you understand perfectly what you have to do. It was really quite simple. You're not sure why, uh, why it was an issue at all. And so why don't you make me an intelligence check with proficiency? Okay. Um, you could also, you, we could do wisdom as well, either way. Wisdom would be preferred. Wisdom is a little bit more so of a, uh, a little bit more of a practical application for this, so. So then I'll just add plus three to this. Um, so that will be a 14. Glaz, are, are you just sort of observing or are you assisting? What are you doing in there? Uh, I think Rio Glaz is, is probably no help whatsoever. Glaz is assisting and <laughs> once it sense. starts to become chemistry, he gets uh -huh. very interested. And okay. uh, assuming that this takes cooking and because he's curious, will probably bring out the, uh, the 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 flame to us to cook over to see if any fun exciting things okay. happen because uh, of that. So Glaz produces a. Have you seen the heart of flame yet, Rowan? I don't know that you have. No. Probably not the lan so, yeah, the lantern. So yeah. Glaz Glaz produces a wrought iron lantern. And he opens the shutters on the side, the interesting little hoods that can be used to shade the light. And inside is a 
bright sapphire blue flame. Uh, and you can tell immediately, even beyond the color, something is, is strange, otherworldly about this flame. It's not merely a magical light. It's not a simple continual flame spell. It is something special. And uh, the light that washes over you is incredibly warm. You can almost feel the wave of heat uh, prickle across your skin. Not necessarily uncomfortable, but definitely... Um, noticeable and, and probably much hotter than a flame of that size should be. Uh, and so he uh, offers that up in use in uh, creating your concoction. So we'll go ahead and call that advantage. You can roll another die and uh, see if you do better. How curious. Mm, oh, no, not so much. <laughs> All right. Well, so with a, with a total of a 14, uh, I would say that you manage to come up with one usable dose of something. Uh, and, and so you uh, yeah, taken all yeah. the potion, the potion bottles and drug bottles that have been kind of scattered across Reardon's room, and just washing them in the bathtub, and <laughs> is now using them. Making bathtub hash, great. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So thankfully, you don't need your uh, proficiency very long to be able to set this process up, but it will take it a while for it to uh, sort of boil and then reduce and distill down uh, into a usable sort of uh, substance. So Riaden, you're uh, impatient, but she assures you that tonight you'll have something worth talking about. All right. That's fine trust, by me. Trust me, this will be... Uh unlike anything that you've ever quite experienced. How ominous. Um, well, can we get drunk in oh, the meantime, uh, uh, at least? Do you drink? I mean... Your, your people, do you drink? I mean, I can drink, but I prefer not to. What do you do for fun? Um, well, I live on my own, so not there isn't much fun in my life. Well, how about I show you fun in Zobek City? Zobekian style. I'm the best person for it. And we don't have to do any drugs. And there doesn't have to be any sex unless we want to. And we'll I'll just show you the sights. Like the best places to go. How's that sound? You're new in the city. She's just, she sort of raises what, what passes for an eyebrow. So just raises the feathers on one side. And it's mm -hmm. like, well, I don't think that many people would want to uh, lay... An almost 200-year-old raven lady. That's gross. Don't, don't say that. <laughs> word is... Just on. No. Oh, what? You prefer the word fuck? Yes. It's the fuck house. It's not the the lay house. That would be odd. But I think it would be fun. <laughs> what do you think, Glenn? Wouldn't it be fun? Glaz is looking very questioningly at Rowan and goes, so, having just his mind doing his mind, goes, do you lay eggs? <laughs> That's one question. I, I actually don't. Do Dungeon Master, don't know. Do I, Dungeon Master, am I, am I a mammal or avian? I think they lay eggs. I think I lay eggs? I haven't had too many partners in the past. Huh. <laughs> Both glass and rear hands just let the awkward silence. Right. <laughs> well, you'll fit right in with the rest of us. <laughs> so, 
and, and you cannot have two better tour guides because I am sure that there are very few places that Rio Dan and I enter cross paths other than here. So between the two of us, you probably can pretty much see all of Zobek. You should you've see the, all the nerdy section. stuff today. Yeah, you've seen all the good stuff. Now come enjoy the bad stuff with me. We go to the gear district. There's lots of shiny stuff, things why there. Talking. Let's it's do bad, bad stuff, things. Why do I want to see it? Together. For once, let's enjoy ourselves. And then I'll come home what? and I'll do my drugs. And then I'll shut up. But if it's bad, oh. why do I want to see it? If it's bad, does it mean it's not worth seeing? When Just because something's bad, bad doesn't mean it's good. not enjoyable. Right. It's good to be bad. Hmm? Sometimes to indulge. Well, I... Rowan's going to roll the dice and ask Wotan, should I go along with with whatever Riordan is planning? Come on a bender with me, it'll be great. Alright, uh, go ahead and make a wisdom check. They've been going great so far. Okay, that's a 15. Ah, uh, you, you get the, uh, the, the rune equivalent of, sure! Uh, thank you, Ron. We can go to the Glassblowers Guild or to the Gear Grinders Emporium. I listen to him. Anymore. I have done. I have done many things <laughs> in my life, but I don't think I've ever done anything on offer in this city. Right. Let's do something fun. Let's see Zobek for all its sordid sights, and for once enjoy ourselves by doing How something about... that we shouldn't do. How about we do a little bit of both? Sure. All right. Let's start downstairs. The fuck house is where it's at. Drinks are on you, by the way, because I have no money, so you're going to be paying for all of this. <laughs> I, I Let's can go. get us drinks. <laughs> uh, all right. How long so, am I expecting uh, uh, brewing to take as well? Uh, probably a few hours. I mean, it'll, it'll probably be done... Uh, it's probably going to be done roundabout time that, uh, I'd say after dinner, perhaps, it'll be ready. Don't worry, I've never had any trouble with fires in here, so it'll be fine. Leave it on. <laughs> he says, and she you look rather him. pointedly at the scorch mark and spilled wax on the side table. Glass yeah. <laughs> has basically got it like the Zobex Visitor's Guide. Uh, then we could go through the Honorable, or the order, honorable order of the Weavers or the Ancient Order of the Jewelers or the Shrine of the Cores of Perun. There's also the Carpenter's Brotherhood and the Cooper's Union and the Order of Arms and Armory and he's just <laughs> rattling off the most boring <laughs> things ever. <laughs> really, really, I'm sure Rio really really has a whole different list he's rattling off. Table for free. And he's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's rattling off the shots he's ordering right now downstairs. Yeah. From <laughs> John. Right. Got it. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> All right. So you guys so settle in at a, a table and, uh, oh, sure. Do you have, do you have an abattoir around here? I believe that's what you call them. Like a sex dungeon. Sure. <laughs> sure. I'll show you mine if you want. <laughs> this this old raven book is just is, um just has her beak open and is stunned and wordless. <laughs> well, about then the drinks show up. Glass immediately shoots whatever was laid put in front of him. Whatever we had ordered. <laughs> Riaden, what did you order? Did you order a variety of things? Did you get like you know Glass loves mead? Did you get him mead or did you go for something harder? Oh, he's frozen. 
It's we frozen. All right. So while we uh, while we await the word of Riodan, we will jump back to our uh, our other contingent. Cloak and Tilly. Yeah. You guys make your way. You guys make your way back from the Collegium District uh, after after your discussion about the book fetish. You cross the bridge, and to your left you can see the shrine of Saint Caron, and to the right you can see the address that you were given. There is a small flat uh, on the on the corner there, just uh, around the side of a building near the water, and that appears mm-hmm. to be your destination. Yeah. Um... As I walk up, um, does it seem busy over there? Uh, at at the flat? Yeah. No, no, not none. Uh, I mean, there's like maybe a little bit of foot traffic here or there, but it's not like uh, a busy uh, traffic artery or anything um, that you're going. Up. You're basically going up a side street that ends in like uh, essentially a little park, a little greenery, and there's some mm-hmm. houses and shops thereby okay yeah i'm gonna go up to where the address is and uh kind of go up and um uh look at tilly and be like this might uh i don't know let's see if he uh if anyone's home all right you want me to keep my distance back or you want me to come up there with you no you can come up with me that's fine puff puff trots happily along her armor kind of jingling softly um, so, uh, as we approach, I'm going to, uh, pound on the door and then, uh, listen, um, if there's movement inside. Okay. So you, uh, you pound, <laughs> you pound on the door, uh, and after a moment, there is no response from inside. Okay. Uh, is there any strange smells? Um... Let's see. Uh, no. You don't notice any, like, alchemical weirdness or anything. Okay. Um, is there a window uh, that I can peer through? Yep. Uh, there is indeed a window, and it looks like there are curtains inside that are drawn, so you can see some uh, some rough-spun wool. Hmm. Does the window open? Uh, you try it. Uh, no, it does not look like it opens. They're just glass panes okay. set into a frame. Okay. Um, you think am I able to like? Or something? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Uh, let, let's go and then like kind of uh, case the area a little bit and see. Uh, okay. Try to get hold of someone's attention. So there's no back door, but there is another window around the back. Mm-hmm. Curtains drawn on uh, that one. This one, uh, there are curtains, but it looks like there's a, just a little bit of a gap. They're not pulled all the way closed. Uh, it's dark inside. Okay. There's no light. No light emanating. Uh, what can I see? Uh, you peek inside, and you're, uh, you blink as your um, dark vision resolves the interior, uh, and you can see the sort of monochrome scale outline of a small kitchen. Uh, does it look like it's in order? Uh, yeah, from the little bit that you can see, it appears to be in order. Uh, it's small, it's very sparse, um, but you can see uh, that there are a few utensils and cooking vessels, and they're all very orderly, uh, hanging from uh, uh, hooks on the wall. Okay. Does your friend fail and live, eh? Well, supposedly. Um... It doesn't look like anything's moved about in there as he's, like, peering in the window. Um, 
I'm gonna go. Is there a neighbor? Uh, yeah, there are neighbors. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go to the neighbor to the right. Uh, and uh, go and so let's uh let's go talk to them and see if there's uh uh anything going on over there. Sure, I'm sure they okay. saw something. All right. Yeah. All right. Or uh, the last time you hear this. You head over to uh, to the neighbor's house and you knock on the door. Um, a moment later, uh, you can see some light spilling out from the windows. So it looks like there are some uh, some torches or lamps or, or the like lit mm. inside there. Uh, and you see a, uh, a little flash of movement as someone approaches the door. A moment later, uh, the curtain on the door, the little window in the door is pulled aside and you see a um, sort of a short woman, uh, human appears to be with uh, sort of uh, very dark skin, and uh, her hair is in these uh, the, is is very tightly curly and kind of uh, frames her face and uh, her and her head. And she kind of looks out and she looks a little perplexed. She opens up the door and says, "Yes, hello. Can can I help you?" Uh, yeah, I'm actually uh, here to ask about your neighbor Phelan. Um, uh, he he works with the. Uh, um, I forgot their name already. Hold on. The name that's super zoomed out. Okay, there we go. Uh, Shard, uh, Brotherhood of Alchemists. Yes, the Brotherhood of Alchemists. Um, so, um, he, uh, they haven't seen him in a while, and they wanted me to come over and check out because they're busy throughout the day and all that kind of stuff. Um, and they wanted me to come see uh, uh, if he was home or if there's uh, anything. Have you seen him lately? Uh, so she uh, she kind of blinks as uh, as you you know cloak all over her and <laughs> she says uh, uh, no um, well I I know Phelan uh, not well we've spoken a few times I, I haven't seen him in a while um, yeah I mean even his lab was like pretty pristine um, there's a no no one's seen him in a while so I was very kind of curious um, uh, but yeah. Um, when's the last time you remember seeing him? Uh, well, um, I suppose it was last week sometime. Okay. Yeah, that's the last time they saw him. Hmm. Celia, lean over. Have you seen anybody else come by the house? Or has it just been fairly quiet since he's been gone? Um, oh, that's, that is a good question. Let's see what she has noticed. I watch a lot of true crime. <laughs> <laughs> Not true. <laughs> wow. He says, uh, "No, no, I'm sorry. I haven't, uh, I haven't noticed anyone or anything." Mm. She, uh, she shrugs, kind of, uh, kind of helplessly at you. I'm, a, I'm sorry. Uh, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't tell you something more. Uh, I, no, I did one, one more question. Uh, which one of your neighbors? He's like looking at the other houses. Which one's the nosy one? She uh, she kind of blinks and says, I'm sorry? You know, like the nosy neighbor. You never had a nosy neighbor where they're all like up in your business and they like keep track and always like looking through the window at you whenever you're like coming and going and all that kind of stuff. She uh, so she kind of thinks for a moment. Go ahead and make me a charisma persuasion check. Uh, at advantage. Because Neheim gnome. Neheim gnome. Uh, eight. Ooh. No. She says, "Well, no, I'm I'm sorry. I I don't think I know anyone that would be able to help you. Um, if, if there's nothing else, I, I should really get back inside." No, thank thank you for your time. 
You're welcome. Have a good day. Uh, she and she then, sort of. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Oh no! I, no, you can describe because I was saying what I was doing when I was leaving. Yeah, she just she just smiles briefly at both of you and then then closes the door and uh, heads back into her house. Do you think okay. she's a nonce neighbor? Maybe she didn't want to answer. Apparently you. not. <laughs> no, she, she would have seen something, and I don't think she saw anything. Let's uh, let's look at the uh, the neighbor on the left side and see if they know anything. Um, and then. Uh, kind of walk over there uh, and uh, knock on the door. Uh, so you're going to a different neighbor's? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, that neighbor to the left. Okay. Um, so why don't you go ahead and make me a... Just kind of going to pull the same same deal? Yeah. Go ahead and make me a charisma persuasion check. Again with your advantage. advantage. I have to say it like that. That's a... Uh... It's in the contract. Here we go. Seven. Oh, wow. Fuck, dude. I'm, All I'm right. Well. So you guys, uh, you guys spend some time canvassing the neighborhood, and unfortunately, you don't come up with any useful information. It seems mm-hmm. like Phelan, for the most part, kept to himself, and uh, and while a few of the neighbors, uh, you know, knew him or at least of him, nobody has anything new or interesting to tell you. Okay. Um, the one thing I want to take note of uh, at nighttime. Um, does this seem to be like a quiet area or do you think it'd be more noisy because of the brook nearby or the river? Um, this area is, I mean, it's relatively quiet. Uh, let me see. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got a river right nearby. So particularly there's been a lot of rain recently and the current is swift. So there's a fair amount of water noise. Okay. Uh, I, I cloak remembers that for later. Um, Okay, uh, so he would uh, be like, yeah, it doesn't look like uh, anyone knows anything. Hey, well, so uh, I guess let's head back to the fuck house and see if uh, they are doing a bunch of drugs. <laughs> Unless you want anything to do. No, I mean, I'm sure it's going to get dark soon. We need to go back anyways. Oh, yeah, that's true. Let's go. Right. So you guys head back. Do you have back. no other information uh... about your friend? Uh, I might find out some later if that uh, one lady shows up. I already forgot her name because I'm so good with names. Um, I don't think I learned her name. No, oh, L- Lila. Layla? Layla. 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 <laughs> Thank you, Eric. Um, <laughs> cocaine's a hell You're of a joke. Uh, Thank you. I, you know, I I made it up myself. Uh, no, no one ever came up with that. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, so uh, Lila comes there. Uh, maybe she gets some information and see uh, what she knows. All right. Uh, so you guys head back to the Silk Scabbard. Uh, you get there. It's probably late afternoon at this point. You make your way into the room, into the common room, and you see your three companions at one of the large round tables. They've kind of got the table to themselves, uh, and there are empty glasses in front of them. So, Ryoden, what have you been buying people? With, you know, sillier glasses, money. Shots. All right, so so no need for you, Glass. You're jumping straight into the hard stuff. Um, It's easy. Take the first one. We'll see whether he took more than that, but... He definitely, when the first one showed up after the whole 
arbitrois thing <laughs> and, 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 re, and the invitation to read in sex dungeon um right yeah right uh all right so how how much hard drinking are we doing i mean clearly rio dan's gonna tie one on um i encourage everyone or, 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 or not or not yes growing growing is is drinking um but she's finding right. it's not having it's not having anywhere near as much effect as it did in her youth. Hmm. All right. Uh, let's see. So, uh, so how much are you drinking, Glass? Are you trying? Are you trying to resist drinking, or is are you going to get pressured, especially as Riodan gets uh, more and more lubricated, shall we say? <laughs> going to try and. <laughs> That was that word was charged. Um, I think it's probably uh, depending on how awkward it, how awkward uh, Rio Dan gets. Uh, it's going to be Glass. He probably doesn't get super drunk, but he's it's probably worth a. Um, he, he probably does. He's not used to shots, so he probably does a couple shots and then we'll switch to mead uh, once but he sort of takes point, all of yeah. the. Uh, <laughs> The, uh, the ordering. He's also okay, a big so, guy, so. so. So Glaz is not used to shots. He's going to do a couple in pretty rapid succession and then maybe try to slow down. So why don't you go ahead and make me a constitution check? Try to slow down. I will call okay. it a constitution saving throw. Uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, you're fine. So you're probably <laughs> at this point... At this point, you're nursing a, a pretty solid buzz, but you're not into any sort of serious uh, inebriation. Uh, yeah, Rio Dan, we're going to go ahead and edge off of Rio Dan. Right. <laughs> right. Dragon Rio Dan, we're going to go tolerance intoxicants. Rio Dan, we're going to go ahead and say, yeah. Uh, like, are you are you seriously tying one on, or are you just going uh, just going a little bit? You know, uh, yeah, no, he wants to make sure everyone's having a good time. He, this is like his his wheelhouse now. This is the time that he gets to. Sure, everyone. Right, so, we'll, time is. so, so we'll go. We'll go ahead and say that uh, that Rio Dan is is pretty well lit up at this point. Uh, and pretty, Rowan, pretty you've, well been, you've been you've <laughs> been drinking as well. Uh, why don't you go drinking. ahead? Go ahead and make me a Constitution saving throw with advantage. Okay. All right. Uh, so you're a little bit in the same boat as Glaz. Um, you're a little surprised that you're not particularly drunk at this point, but you have maybe just a little bit of a little bit of a tingle, a little bit of a lightening of some of your worries going on. Uh, and you know, up to you to decide how how she uh, responds to just a, a just a, a gentle inebriation. So you guys come in, and it looks like your friends are several cups uh, several cups into some hard liquor. See, isn't it fun? Look, oh, there are the others. Uh, Cloak. Oh. Telly. Come along. Come and join us. Have a good drink. Okay. Telly, okay. you notice how... how <laughs> He's looking around. He's pulling out his breath from across the room. Oh. Hey, <laughs> we're drinking ale. Do please, just for me. She goes well, like All right. I mean, I'm not having fun yet, but I, I'm... It's an experience. Leo then has decided that he wants to show uh, Rowan the town. Cloak. Well, if I'm going to be the savior of the world, then I want to know who I'm saving. You know? So the best way to figure that out is to get drunk with everyone. And I'm going to fuck off and do some drugs in a bit. So. 
That's my plan. I mean, I, I don't know that's any different than when he was, you know. I, I really can't tell the right. difference from past him to now him. It's good that way, isn't it? Oh, trust me, we, the, these are, this concoction I've made, it would be a life-changing experience for him. You have to admit, though, Rowan, even if you're not having the best time, it is a little bit enjoyable, isn't it? Well, Why don't we I all tell enjoying... each other stories? You like I'm stories? Enjoying, uh, I do love stories. Now, if you were to tell me stories, then that would be fun. All my stories are sordid and involve drugs and sex, which you're not really into. Has anyone else got a story well, they want to tell? Well, trust me, I have, I've heard a lot of it. I may live on my own, but I have all sorts who come to visit me. Wait, are you a hooker? What does, are, you, are you a hooker? This changes everything. No, I, I'm, I'm a laugh. prophet. I'm a seer. Is that like a raven did, folk hooker thing? Did you see Cloak. a lot? I'd be into that. Cloak. What? Look. She lays eggs. That's the little drama. She lays eggs. <laughs> is that? Yeah, she does. I mean, is that one... in your window? It's, it's a bit rude to talk about about uh, a lady's um, movements while she's sitting right next to you. But yes, I apparently do lay eggs, though I have not seen some, uh, as you children say, action in many years. Tilly well, already we done change one that. pint of ale, leans over and says, Speaking of ladies' movements, uh, Cloakiator has a date for the evening. Cloak! I'm so proud of you. Yeah, I was, I was talking to a human lady, uh, and apparently... Um, Good stuff, I find. Yeah, she was like, she was like uh, laying down a lot of stuff thick, you know, uh, but uh, I was like a little like confused it. because, I mean, you know, human unknown action, it just seems kind of weird, and I've never heard of it. But, I, would, I mean... Let me tell you this, Cloak. I would happily watch it. It's not attractive it. at all. Why would she be hitting Sorry. on you? I don't know. It was very she, just... she was real excited to come and meet us here tonight. Yeah, I got this uh, I mean... sexy status thing about it going on. Yeah, her hair looks like had something else going on because I don't see how it could be possible. Ha- I don't have a good head. Did you know that? His tongue is a little looser than normal. <laughs> you do have a dog with you, and it is a very cute dog. Girls love dogs. Oh, well, yes. If you had Puff Puff, then I can see that. She just likes the I dog. love dogs. Who doesn't yeah, like a well, dog? The, That's a great method. The place was called the Stole fetish. a Puppy just to get sex. Yeah. It was called it's the Book Fetish. Have you been to the Book Fetish? I'm going, let me tell you. <laughs> Name like that. <laughs> All right. Uh, Glaz, Glaz, you've heard of the Book Fetish. Uh, you've never been there. You know it's uh, it's apparently a bookstore somewhere in the Collegium District. Yeah, you've heard someone mention it in the Hedgehog. Uh, you never have had occasion to go there. You usually, yeah, usually go to the... Uh, the library first. Yeah, the, uh, you know what's rude? They had a uh, uh, reagent there. Uh, it was a flower, and if you dry, dry it up and crush it and put it into a tea, um, it makes uh, makes you not have babies uh, when you put it on. <laughs> that's not, that's are we just now? Le- wait, are we just now learning about this? How old are you, Cloak? <laughs> well, no, no, it it stops the babies from happening because you drink it. Nobody gives you the talk. It's a oh, contraceptive. Goodness. Yeah, I know. I know how. Ba- I know where babies come from. <laughs> Why were you at the book fetish? That look was priceless. 
I, you know, I'm just, uh, I was just asking around about information about people and seeing what's going on and, um, you know, following leads and that and so on, but, um, a little identification. That is all I am still shocked that we are only now learning about contraceptives as a group, which is tragic on many levels. There was this real great large red tapestry though that I couldn't get my mind or eyes off of. It was just it was beautiful. Yeah, I really it really blended in with her. And then uh, she's a dwarf on dwarf girl, if you guys didn't know that. I mean obviously. Are you now? A dwarf I do know dwarf girl. Sorry. You've never dipped your toes in the Forbidden Sea. Mm, I've been in many a seas, Vlad, but not on yours. Thank you, though. My sea? Uh, Goodness, no. It's more of a lagoon, if anything. <laughs> just saying, you so, could on everything that's walked uh, by. I've not breathed heavily, so no. I, I was under the impression Why? it was more oh. of a puddle. So, cloak. <laughs> Sometimes you step in it by accident. <laughs> that is quite enjoyable. I, I'm still wondering why you headed that direction. Following a lead, trying to find a missing person. What is this? Is there Becky in Inquisition? Missing. He went to a fetish store. Isn't that normal? I go all the time. Who is missing? Phelan? I don't think you we guys really ran have that out conversation. The door. Yeah, you guys ran out the door after the bird. Uh, I stayed I back. I ran out the Rio then because, well, Rio then. I mean, I don't blame you. I'm just saying. The lovable I, I was, rogue. <laughs> I thought you were so there's a missing person. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's a so he works for the arcane uh, or the, uh, the the alchemist brotherhood, and so we went and talked to them. And then, um, I some of his paperwork had a bunch of like chemistry jargon on it, I didn't know how to read it, but I, I did understand there was the book fetish. So I went to the book fetish and started talking to Lila, and then Lila was just like, Oh, yeah, you're really cool, and I like you. And I was like, Okay, that's cool, I'll meet I don't me really at the so going quite like that, but. but so who's yeah, looking for him? The, the alchemists are trying to find him? Uh, Thalgor. And if he's in the room, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, uh, are you referring to Theldro? Theldro, yeah. Yeah. I'm so good uh, at names. Yeah. So, yeah, you point over and you can see one of the, uh, one of the dwarf uh, employees of the establishment. Uh, he is um, currently seated at one of the booths and he is conversing with a lovely uh, human woman. And they seem to be just kind of laughing and having, uh, having uh, just a, kind of a, a, a deep conversation uh, over a few drinks. Do I know that he is one of the followers of Moretta. His glass. Uh, how much attention do you pay to that sort of thing in general? I probably glass probably doesn't. Okay. So um, I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you go ahead and uh, make a wisdom perception check with disadvantage to see what you've picked up on. Is it, the biggest thing, whether we maybe would have seen him hanging around. Um, Cause we know, we do know what's her name. Sorry. Uh, uh, Riodin's patron Kaja. is yeah. we know Kaja. that Kaja we all know that Kaja is a worshiper yeah. of Morea. Mm -hmm. Okay, and so and maybe you know if that, I somehow saw him and you know that several 
several of the companions in the Silk Scabbard are uh, are followers of the Red Maiden. Okay. So wisdom, you said, check or yeah. save? Uh, perception. Wisdom perception check. Oh, perception. Okay, sorry. Uh, perception. Am I any good at perception? No, not really. We'll see. Not so much. Oh, that's Wop, a three. Damn it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. Because uh, I think without that piece of information, I can't tell you what I what I suspect. <laughs> okay. Of what was going on. Glasses and aces. So uh, you probably all get pretty hungry around this point. Uh, we'll say that we we kind of things roll on toward dinner time. Uh, you can have uh, you can order some food, uh, have a meal there at the Silk Scabbard, and then just about the time you're finishing up. Um, there have been people coming and going this whole time. Uh, the, the place is starting to fill up a little bit more, and it looks like there's a, a bout about to happen in one of the, the fighting pits. Uh, you can see uh, a couple of burly individuals stripped to the waist and uh, sort of yeah. wrapping their knuckles with leather and cloth strips, uh, sort of getting hyped up, and people are starting to congregate toward the pits and lining the balcony. Uh, overlooking them, and you can hear the clink of coin beginning to change hands, and uh, Bookie's furiously scribbling down notes. Uh, about that time, the front door opens, and a, speaking of burly individuals, a great, heavily muscled, slightly paunchy uh, human man, probably in his, uh, in his early to mid-40s, with this uh, kind of wavy, shortish black hair and a great full beard, uh, comes in, and you can see a black tattoo peeking out on the side of his neck that sort of peeks out from a collar. Um, he steps in, claps his big meaty hands together, and uh, scans the room. His dark eyes fall on your table. He breaks into a wide, toothy grin, and he heads straight for the bar. He leans over, um. kind of clasps clasps hands with Drajan, uh, chats with him for a moment, and then loops back to you guys. He walks up to the table and says, Good evening, my friends. It is wonderful to see you again. I, uh, I appreciate the invitation very much. Uh, he looks around, and then his face sort of uh, grows just a little bit more somber, and he says, My condolences on the loss of your friend. He was he was a good man. Iron Ranger. Indeed. Ah, but uh, but he, he looks to Tilly and Rowan. Ladies, I apologize. How rude of me. Uh, my name is Vandessian Thrick. I am overjoyed to meet both of you. Thrick with two Ks. I was assuming that you were the uh, the famed Vandessian Thrick. Uh, and she'll just um, put out her uh, gnarled hand to uh, shake he, his... He shakes her hand. Um, he has a firm shake, but he doesn't do that bullshit hand crusher... Uh, a whole handshake. Philly, who at this point is really excited about the fight in the fighting pit, who's probably stood next mm -hmm. to the table, peering over the crowd, just goes, "I is Tilly. <laughs> who else?" and goes back to looking at the fight. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so he gestures to one of the open chairs and says, "May I join you? I've taken the liberty of ordering a round." My kind of turns guy. Back from the fight and sits down. <laughs> 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 Superman, fight for me. I've got a bet on. It's important. Uh, Frick, right, yeah, so, he's, uh, it's like a, like a teenager playing a video game as well. He's like, yeah, yeah Frick, uh, it's good to see you. Oh, that's a good one. 
<laughs> right. So he settles down. Uh, the round comes over, and there's a, a drink placed before all of you. It looks like it is ale all around with mead for glass. Uh, and he picks up his his tankard, lifts it, and says, Jacane, friends. Mm. I cheers. All right. So uh, after you all toast or not, he, he takes a big swig and then wipes the foam from his lip and beard. Now, uh, refresh me. Did you guys tell him, uh, like, why you wanted to see him? Or is it just that you were looking for information he might be able to help? We, I think it was sort of we were looking for information with the idea of if he's heard anything strange. We, you know, the question, I, yes. I mean, this is kind of for the group, is how much about the visions, both Riodens and Rowan's, do we want to share with Thrick? I'll be honest. I'll I know the message, anything to, if you let me. the message to him could only be like 20 words long or something. It was pretty right. short. So. Yeah, so we probably didn't tell him much of anything. It was pretty much just yeah. come. Yeah, that's right. We I counted it all out for the twenty-four words. I, uh, yeah, I was I was remiss and didn't mm -hmm. go back and, and re-listen to the message. So, um, you well, let's see. Were you at, were you sending we him about said the that we wanted to that uh, new? Uh, uh, I forget. I think it was something along the lines of um, new development. New development. Uh, with uh sha with sha i think i said with shadow road because it was his some of his trade that was disrupted or was he involved with that i can't remember what i said not not really um i'll explain right. Rick, we're here because i'm the savior of the world and all of these birds <laughs> are here to make me their god fantastic also, congratulations my friend and he sort of claps you on the shoulder with the with this big meaty hand what a but, firm grip you have <laughs> Yeah, he just sort of lifts his lifts his drink and uh, and takes a swig. So, how is it that I may be of service to you? We have no idea. Strange happenings. Um, we are con we are trying to figure out. You have ears everywhere. You have a much larger network than we have. Uh, these two ladies have traveled here all the way from the far north of a vision of the end of the world and real then has had a vision as well we believe he saw a world tree burning and we saw also one of the dream. dread walkers while we were at castle shadow crag with the use of impossible void magic gets translocated across in the blink of an eye it is, should not be possible. You know that. I know that. Things like that don't happen. So there is something is afoot. And uh, theoretically, Riodan's going to save us all. I'm not convinced. I'm not yet convinced. And I was the one who was told that he was yes. the scion. <laughs> Wotan. We have the speaker of Wotan and the warrior of Wotan. Sent on a mission from him, this all seer himself, all seer, all god, all father. Of Wotan, I am, then. He's got all yeah, kinds I'm, of names. That's probably yeah. close enough. Yeah. Rune father, the old father, the all seeing yeah. eye. Ah, yeah. oh, that's it, the all seeing eye. So he uh, he he purses his lips. He says, "Much of that sounds 
all of it, in fact, sounds most ominous. Uh, I'm afraid I don't have much of a line on any of this, uh, this strange magical goings-on, but I do have a fairly firm grasp of the, the pulse of illicit and uh, otherwise uh, lurking beneath the light of the day dealings within Zobek and about in the uh, surrounding environs. If there's something along those lines I might be able to help with, then uh, I, I would be happy to see what I could do. Well, it is possible. Uh, the Xylus family, if I recall, was, if I got the right one, who was tied up in all of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, do yep. I have that name? Hold on. Yeah, the Xylus family was tied up with all of this. Dervin Dalvik? Yes. Dervin Dalvik is a guy who worked with the uh, for a family in Zell's yeah, Human Dur- Command. Dervin Solzeg, servant of the Xylus family. I thought it was anyway. Dalvik. <laughs> anyway. Solzeg. I might have just gotten it wrong. Maybe it was Dalvik. Who do we trust on the answer? I, I mean, like, I, like consistently tonight, <laughs> I've called people by the wrong name, and that's because I'm <laughs> terrible with names. Yeah. So, you, seeing as the Xylus family was uh, tied up in all of this before, whether they are beginning to, we know that they deal in some of the illicit substances that you talk about, or things that might be coming in from the sh- from the shadow realm. In fact. We know that shadow magic, void magic, it all seems connected with perhaps what is going on. And Speaking usually if the there is, magic. if someone's dealing in those areas, someone wants to make money off of it. Guys, you did, you did say that you had found some, something. Wait, I found something. void magic. Yes. He kind of looks back to Frick, Thrick and then across from him. And we have found a a remnant. Um, a powerful we recovered a powerful um, remnant of void magic ourselves that we are protecting. All right. Uh as I said, that's uh, that's well beyond my wheelhouse, I'm afraid. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not I'd say if nothing else, if you just that. have your ear to the ground, then perhaps of any movements of new and maybe illicit items, um, and of course, as you know, I, I think we spoke before that any if you ever hear any more about uh, some any real artifacts moving around, I'm always interested. Certainly. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, I don't suppose that you've heard any uh, ruminations of any emissaries or agents of the Blood Kingdom coming down so far south or into the city. I have not heard of any overt movements, certainly not of troops, uh, and I haven't heard any rumblings of uh, clandestine operatives, at least nothing that is um, nothing that has stirred up much trouble. However, that is a disturbing suggestion. You suspect that they might be involved? 
I am not sure whether they are involved, but I suspect that there might be some kind of movements towards the south. Towards that may be something I can help you with. Towards where they believe the, um, not so much interlopers, but the dissidents. And she sort of glances at Riordan. <laughs> he kind of arches a big bushy eyebrow and flashes it over. All right, savior of the world. Good. Um, right. So that is an angle that at least I have uh, connections that could be useful, uh, and I would be happy to look into it for you. That is the most welcome. I'm curious. How are things going with the Cloven Nine? Uh, he kind of harumps a little bit. He says, um, difficult. Uh, they, they something has touched off some, uh, some hostilities between their people and mine. Uh, there have been a few scuffles, nothing terribly bloody just yet, but it's probably only a matter of time before someone ends up dead and then I'll have to destroy them. Ha <laughs> ha! I'm I'm concerned as I've done more research and thought more on our last conversation. You spoke of devil writing. That was unnatural. Yes. And I'm now wondering perhaps if what your what your men being not as scholarly as some others, um not no just they are hired help, um that they were mistaking the devil writing as perhaps void script and that maybe this cloven nine could be somehow tied up in some void magic something bigger than they might know we, we are fair fair certain it was infernal ah that is fine the, uh, I, just a, a hunch on my part as i was ruminating the alphabet was clear enough uh, i've i've seen infernal and abyssal the fiendish languages from a, a time or two uh so that Fruit much at least is, 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 is fair certain yes yeah. yes indeed uh, so we are grasping at straws a little here because you know he kind of looks over at via then well yeah and don't put this one no. on me. You're the ones that say it's the end of the world. I'm just having a good time here. If you can't prove it's the end of the world, that's all on you nerds for not having found it in a book somewhere. I'm here having a drink. Well, uh, since you're you're showing some concern regarding the Blood Kingdom's movements, uh, perhaps I should go and speak to a few of my people sooner rather than later. I'm sure you would like to have warning or word as quickly as possible. Of course, also, cause... have you? She's just going to lower her voice a bit. Have you heard heard or seen of um, Fallon? Fallon recently. Fallon, Fallon, Fallon. That is a name that rings a bell. Pardon me a moment. He uh, sort of leans back and snaps his fingers a couple of times and one of the people that drifted in at some point after him kind of catches notice of this out of the corner of her eye and she comes uh kind of sauntering over uh it's a woman who looks like she carries herself as a as a soldier um as, as a fighter 
Uh, she's dressed in pretty simple leather armor, but uh, you can see scars on her knuckles and kind of uh, across her wrists and forearms that are exposed and uh, one across her face that uh, speaks of some some pretty serious action. And she has a shield, much like the, the tattoo on Thrick's neck, but it's a brand on her neck. Uh, and she has kind of... Yep, same woman as last time. You guys who saw her before uh, recognize her. So she kind of tosses you all uh, just a, a short nod by way of greeting. And uh, and he says, pardon me, my dear. Did you recall the name Phelan? It's, uh, it's, it's, I've heard it. I know, I know it. But I can't place why. Perhaps you could help me. And she, uh, she purses her lips a moment and she says, um, Phelan. He was the one who was uh, tied up with that tiefling, um, the tiefling drug runner. And he <laughs> says, ah, of course, meet with him. yes, yes, that was it. Uh, I believe he was, a, he was a, a chemist of some sort, unless I miss my guess. Yes, with the, uh, yeah. the uh, brotherhood of uh, the, the alchemist. That's like yeah. a great certainly, guy. Certainly. Yes, uh, we know that um, he was having some dealings with uh, with an enterprising merchant of illicit goods uh, with whom we have had dealings in the past. Uh, we are concerned for his whereabouts. Well, I should... Uh, I, should uh, I should think you would be. Uh, this particular tiefling has turned up dead. What about his drugs? Are they all right? Uh, her drugs? Uh, I couldn't say. Perhaps there were a few found on her cooling corpse. Good. That is good. At least the drugs are all right. Where were? <laughs> where was her corpse found? Somewhere in the city, or? Uh, well, it, it was actually found dumped near the uh, dumped near the the riverbank. The same river that runs behind his house? Mm, I couldn't say for all that. Uh, I could tell you that it was just off the gullet. Which I part's see. the gullet again? Mm, just past the uh, the puffing bridge. So the gullet is that long okay. kind of bar of oh, land okay. with all the docks. And then mm -hmm. the bridge just... Um, the bridge just down from that, I would say south, but the, the compass is flipped. The bridge just down from that is the puffing bridge. So, uh, yeah, apparently uh, her, her body came jammed up under one of the pilings. How, was found how, there. How many, how many moons ago was this? Oh, I, I mean, she, uh, he, he, he kind of like struggles for a minute and then, then looks up at the woman again. And she says, uh, five days she was found. How she killed? Quite recent. Uh, well, you know, I would imagine perhaps the usual way. What? Uh, and the uh, so the, the woman kind of rolls her eyes uh, a, a little bit and says, uh, "Not sure exactly. She showed signs of being beaten, uh, as well as uh, some deep cuts. Where but she'd been in the water. She'd been in the water. She'd been in the water for at least a while." Okay. Where is her body being stored? Her, uh, where would her body be stored? Um, five days ago, it has probably been taken and, uh, like, basically taken by the city and buried in a, uh, 
in essentially a commoner's grave. Other mm-hmm. than the uh, drugs on her, did she have any other belongings? Or where would those have gone? Did she have anybody? She says, uh, well, it's possible that the watch or uh, the, the watch may have confiscated anything of value or, um, or of note. They may have taken it and uh, impounded it, either as evidence or to hold for next of kin. If they can Bunch of thieves is what they are. They always steal my drugs. Uh, she, uh, she sort of snorts at Riodan and uh, looks at Utili and says, I'm sorry, love. I didn't quite catch that. Say again. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, who found her? Who found her body? Uh, not exactly certain. Um, someone, I think, noticed it and reported it to the watch. <clears throat> hmm. um, hmm. Suspicious. Could be Do you know where they lived? And um, so you said they were a drug runner, right? Did they, mm. uh, did they have any competition? Well, I mean, there are always a few. <laughs> um, it's very open market, really, the drug trade. Like, people don't die over anything. Who was her biggest competitor? That's what my follow-up question is. Uh, I'd probably have to look into it to be sure, but... Um... Uh, there's a, Did I ever buy uh, drugs cool. from this woman? <laughs> so, uh, I mean, there, you haven't heard a name or anything yet, but <laughs> Rio Dan, you do recall dealing with a tiefling. In fact, uh, of, you dealt with one. You dealt, you, you dealt with one. You dealt with her about a month ago, uh, and you hawked the heart's blood, Chris, to her. Oh, I remember this girl. Remember that thing that I had, that magic thing. I killed people, and uh, I sold it to her for some drugs about a month back. And uh, have to say, it was a really good deal because it was some great drugs. So whoever killed her, you know that we've got to find them because bastards. Mm. So my drugs the magical with. thing that kills people is he talking about? I had right. a bunch of things. Uh, I sold many of them that killed people. Could you, could, you find out, could you find out any rumors of someone who owns a blood, Chris? I mean, it's a pretty unique weapon. I mean, Thrick, Chris, uh, I knew it was named after someone. <laughs> Thrick, uh, Thrick purses his lips and says, "Well, I, I mean, it's possible, but only if uh, they were flashing it about uh, or tried to fence it. Or someone has sold it. Or, you want or to flash it back? Or if, or if they yeah. tried to fence it, uh, I could see if anyone tried to move uh, such a piece through the black market. That should be child's play." That'd be great. I'd get it back and I could buy some more drugs of it. Got me a lot. Now, this might be a bit of an odd or difficult question. If you are able to find out where she is buried precisely, it may be, I may be able to... You want to dig her up? Oh. So the uh, Thrick... I like Thrick looks at the uh, the raven-haired woman and she purses her lips and he kind of nods once and she sort of gives him a little touch salute to her brow, and turns and leaves. I shall see what I can do. Let's Most dig up a body together <laughs> and see if it has any drugs left on it. <laughs> this is um, amazing. <laughs> I knew you were fun. Now, you see, even if someone is passed, they can still give us answers. Oh, that is sinister. <laughs> 
Okay. Keep uh, that in mind if you ever cross me. So, uh, Vandessian looks at you all again and says, So, uh, is there anything else you would uh, you wish to inquire of me? Or shall I yes. begin work on this uh, this favor straight away? Forest descends into necrophilia, which I feel is going too shortly, Vandessian. I'm fine with, uh, what are with everything. Unless you have any drugs on you right now. Which would be great. Sadly, Please I do, do not, not give him drugs. He says Please with a, with a, a slightly... A slightly disapproving look, uh, and he says, uh, "Oh, cloak. Sorry, Dad. Think, think nothing of it. You, uh, you, you owe me nothing for this. Uh, consider it, um, consider it repayment for uh, for a favor that our erstwhile friend had done for me a few months back." Okay. From here on out, though, we're going to talk payment. Well, uh, I shall. Leverage my contacts. I shall speak to people who know people, and I will bring you word as soon as I have it. I promise you that. So he stands up once again and says, It was lovely to see you all. Ladies, it was my absolute pleasure to meet you, and I look forward to renewing our acquaintance in the future. And he sort of bows slightly at the waist, turns on his heel, and uh, strides out. Woof. About then, a raucous cheer rips up from uh, from the the fighting pit behind you, and you can hear the thick, heavy sound of uh, of fists being driven into muscular bodies, uh, and then that's kind of drowned out by the noise of the crowd. Uh, about this time, uh, you think that your concoction should be ready, uh, Rowan, and I would say also about this time, the suggestion spell is going to lapse. That has been running all day. So, Riodan, you're uh, you're kind of craning to get a better look, and you're watching these two guys just pummel the absolute shit out of each other down in the sand pit, mm. and you feel this peculiar sort of shock. Your stomach kind of drops out a little bit, like you just uh, just kind of missed a step when you were going uh, going down a staircase in the dark. You know that sort of feeling, and uh, and and you realize that you know that you were under some sort of uh, compulsion. Oh. Oh. Fuck you, and fuck you, and fuck you, and especially fuck you. You think that you can trick me into not doing drugs all of the time? Well, I'm afraid that you've made a mistake. Uh, I can, and I will. Rowan's going to use the McCree. Rowan's using her mimicry to just to say, fuck you, and fuck you, and fuck you, back to him. All right, so Riodan's voice uh, issues from from Rowan's beak. God, I sound good. Glass takes another shot, having two, <laughs> having two Riodans. All right. Well, I did All right. Very handsome you. man. Say that to me. I did promise you drugs. This I believe about not the way to do it. Weird little nerds. Now I'm not gonna help you with your tuna girlfriend and I'm not gonna save the world. I'm gonna go upstairs and do all of my filthy dirty drugs because I'm a filthy dirty boy. So I realize I can just do this to you again. Oh you can try. But I always break free. And that's the one thing that you'll learn tonight. Is that you can never trick Riodan. And he twice. also doesn't have a safe word. 
That is the other thing you can learn about me. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, strike free. Alright, why uh, not? She will... Rome will vacate the seat and start kind of skizzics walking her way up the stairs to Reardon's room. Alright. Glass will go up too because he wants to fetch his heart of fire. Sure. Yep, you gather your stuff. Uh, Rowan, you're pretty sure that your tincture is uh, is prepared? She's When she's in the room, she's just going to look at, at the uh, bottle and just sort of give it a, a few tinks just to check it. So it has uh, it is infused down into a sort of um, thick reddish suspension. Uh, it almost looks like blood. I am headed after Van Der Zoon for it, by the way. Oh, you're after him. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So you could probably... I give, I give probably... two one of these, and I give Cloak one of these, and I'm out! Yeah, I made you drugs. Already. Don't want your drugs. I don't trust your drugs. No longer. Screw right. you, granny. Why fuck me? What did I do? I don't know. I'm making a statement. Okay. Like, storm out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so you can chase down Thrick. Is there anything particular you wanted to do or say, or is it just like making a, a grand exit? Uh, yeah, I, I chase after him. Um, Thrick. <clears throat> Excuse me. Ah, Friends yeah, back there of... have untrustworthy he's... drugs. <laughs> Aha. That is, uh, that is I most would like to pledge myself to your service. Hmm. That's a very intriguing offer. You wish to join the Black Shields? Sure. On a kind of freelance basis. I kind of want to go and do stuff that I want to. And, you know, don't tell me what to do, but I'll do some stuff, you know, so I can have other friends. So's not back mm -hmm. there. I'm making a big statement right now, and I'd like to have some other friends around so when they come crawling back to me, I can be like, ha, I've got my Black Shield friends. And we do drugs together and stuff. Like maybe I got so a tattoo. He, he, he kind of looks around and says, let's hold off on the tattoo for now. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'll tell you what. If and when I hear anything from my network, I shall send them to you, and you can bring it to them. How does that sound? That sounds good. I really am just in this for some kind of petty power play on the rest of them, so... Well, then this should be right up your alley, my friend, and I'm only too pleased to help. And he kind of claps you on I the shoulder. I knew you were my guy. Do you know anywhere good where I can... Some kind of drug den nearby, maybe? The tunnels, the cartways, you think would be good? Uh, well, I know that the, uh, the the Zealous family deals, or at least dealt, in, in those sorts of substances, the herbal variety, anyway. Uh, you might have to find yourself an apothecary, or... Um, Perhaps if you want something exotic, you might have to try the Black Lotus. The Painted Man can probably get you absolutely anything if you could pay his price. I can't, so I'll just go to any apothecary. I'll see you All then. All right. Later, buddy. So he uh, he gives you a name. He gives you a name uh, and tells you to go check with them. You are my favorite enabler. Did you know that? Thank you. He uh, he kind of bows again and then goes back to giving orders to a few of his uh, his droogs that had come out of the woodwork when he left the, the silk scabbard. So uh, you're off to track down and find yourself some drugs, eh? I sure am. 
All right. Do you have any money? I don't know. Maybe I swiped something from glass before, but okay. So, so you might be able to scrounge up something not terribly great. Uh, okay. So he sends you after a cobalt alchemist. Uh, and he sends you to uh, a shop near the cobalt ghetto. Wicked. <laughs> Glass comes uh, back thinking that, that Ryodem was behind him. He's going to look at Cloak and go, I took him last time. It's your turn. <laughs> huh? Oh, no. He, no, he... <laughs> no, he'll be fine. Yeah, you're it. Honestly, I think if if Rowan, we could pay some lovely, lovely looking lady in this establishment and probably convince him to take your drug with her. I mean, he's already partially off his head on drink anyways. And she can right. babysit him. Well, or I can to get him. You're the fast talker, little one. Why don't you ask a girl? Pick the prettiest one here. I'll tip. She can get him to take the drugs that uh, Rowan made. I look around the room and I point at a random girl. <laughs> and I go, <laughs> Oh boy. Just any random woman in the crowd, huh? Yeah. You work here? <laughs> okay, so you're actually going to try and find someone who works there? Yeah. Okay. All right, <laughs> all right. You can you can eventually you can eventually track down uh, uh, one such person. No, well, how about you? Do you work here? Who the fuck works here? <laughs> Do you want to work here? <laughs> uh, uh, you could see Kajio whisper in the ear of uh, of of a girl who then makes her way over to the table, and she says, "Hello, cloak. What can I do for you?" Um, can you? What is it? Okay, can you babysit Riordan and also have him take these drugs that she has? But you can't tell him uh, a friend. So her, her face uh, kind of hitches a little bit and says, All right. I, I, I suppose I could manage that. Uh, what exactly are you looking for when you say babysit? And she gives you just a very direct look. Um, make sure he doesn't get killed. What, what, what do you have? Are you looking for me to entertain him for any particular amount of time? I mean, he'll be looking for it, but I don't have the money for that. So, but he does play a long game. So if you can keep him on a string a little bit, it might keep him entertained. I mean, it's really then. I mean... All right, so basically you, you just want her to kind of tease him a bit and get him to take the damn drugs, right? Yeah. All right. Like an escort. So, right. Uh, so she will do that for five silver. Drugs are a surcharge. Yeah. Tax yep. deductible. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 if you do a really good job, uh, he like puts one gold on the table. As if he like, doesn't come back to us? Yeah, I'm I'm putting it on the table and I was like, okay, yep. yeah, she uh she takes it and tucks it into uh into a fold in her bodice and says, "Pretty well. Give me the uh the substance if you would please." Uh, 
She holds out her hand to, will, to Rowan. I will follow you. She uh, she frowns and says, from a distance, from a distance. I'm not sh- I'm not sure that's going to work well. He seemed quite put out when he stormed out of here, did he not? And you're not sneaky either. Oh, you kind of I are, am you're not as easy to spot as I am. I may be easy to spot, but I am sneaky. You think we could send Puff Puff to follow? No, I'm not Talk sending Puff Puff out. Conspicuous. <laughs> Town the port and puppies. Um, we, trust, we trust Kaja very much so. She trusts us as well. Uh, I just wish to see the effects of this. What's it supposed to if do? You, if you could bring him back when he's uh, under the effects. I suppose I could try. If not, I will come to meet you and she'll, she will hand her the bottle. Very well. I will be able to so locate she, uh, she takes the little she takes the little bottle and uh Tilly goes going through to... are there any particular instructions I don't want her or him to mess it up if there's anything you need to do. Do not imbibe it yourself. I had no intention to. <laughs> Alright, so uh she basically goes to stake the place out for Riodan. Uh eventually do you come back to the silk scabbard? Riodan? Oh uh, Riodan. Um, yep. maybe, yeah. I don't know, I think his intention was to probably just get as high as he could. Um, right. And sort of storm off. Um, so I'll say that you can uh, you can get some kind of low-grade, not not great stuff from this alchemist. Uh, and where were you going to go to take it? You're going to head back to your room at the scabbard or somewhere else? So, I, guess, I guess what we could do, because... Um, yeah, I guess what he would do is like take it there and then like walk back, and he probably has he has a mind to you know like tell everyone what's on his mind, sort of thing. He's that that level of belligerent. Um, sure, 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 sure. High sure. and drunk, he's like, I'm gonna tell them just what I think of them. I'll head back. To the <laughs> All right. Uh, so as you head into the scabbard, you're kind of working yourself up into a little bit of a tirade and uh, and this this masterful rant that you're about to just drop on these assholes who dared screw with your deal. Uh, and as you're heading over, you can see them all kind of sitting at the table, chatting a little bit. Uh, some of them maybe looking a bit uncomfortable. Um, as you're headed that way, you feel a slender but firm hand on your shoulder spin you around. And it is a beautiful woman with this rich auburn hair. And she reaches up, twines her fingers in your hair at the back of her at back of your neck, pulls you down, and just kisses you incredibly deeply. Oh! Well, that's <laughs> nice. I guess so, uh, I've still got it. <laughs> so, like, she reaches... Covered in she rags. reaches... Yeah, she reaches into her cleavage, and with her two fingertips, pulls out a little glass vial with a stopper in it, and says, I heard you were looking for something to take the edge off. And you, you know her, roll, you recognize can, her. Can I roll an inside check on this lady? I feel like sure. he's a little, little bit suspicious about someone just giving him drugs, but he's also an addict, so... Sure. Um, uh, so I'll give you disadvantage on this. You've been drinking pretty heavily. He's been... Well, yeah, he's high. Well, it wouldn't have helped anyway. 11. 
no, seems she seems on the up and up. Uh, it seems like, like it seems like she kind of uh, she's looking Holy deep into your eyes, and you can just you can just see the smolder, and uh, the tip of her tongue darts across her lip before she bites it, and she's starting to breathe just a little bit heavier. No, she's all into you. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he's. I think as soon as he sees the drug, he ignores her, and he's like, drugs, right? Um. <laughs> So as, well, as you start to stammer, she just sort of grabs you by the collar and, and pulls you with her hand up over her shoulder toward the back room and, uh, and just kind of flashes a grin and a, a little predatory grin and a wink off to someone else, maybe Drajan at the bar, who just kind of shakes his head and laughs. Much as I would love to enjoy the company of your time, I really have to do the drugs that you have first. That's very important to me, that. Before anything else would happen, that I would uh, take <laughs> all, all right, of so he's, he's sort of battling this as they go into the back hallway, <laughs> and uh, and you folks lose sight of him. Uh, so Riodan, she drags you back into one of the rooms, shuts the door, kind of uh, puts her hand on your chest and just shoves you backward and just right onto the bed. She crawls up onto the bed, straddling you on her hands and knees, and uh, and sort of. Puts her, uh, runs her fingertips and her nails across your lip and gently draws your mouth open. Pops the cork off the little vial. Boom. Drugs and then just, and she just sort of hovers over you and begins pouring it into your mouth. So this liquid of life is almost syrupy in its consistency, but not quite. Uh, just on that edge, uh, and it has a kind of an iron tang. Uh, that that is is reminiscent of blood, uh, so it is uh, somewhat enticing, and uh, your fangs might descend just a touch, mm-hmm. and you can feel it immediately beginning to tingle across your tongue and your palate and down your throat as you swallow it. <laughs> he almost thinks about asking her what it is, but he doesn't care enough. It's yeah, just gross. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so why don't you give me a Constitution saving throw? All right, I intend to fail this one. Oh, yes. Well, good job. Yeah, you can... <laughs> <laughs> I give in to the drugs. Good job, right? Give in to the power of the tea. All right. Uh, so you just kind of lay back, and this tingling begins to spread through your body, and she sort of uh, leans back a bit. She kind of stays there, just sort of draped over you, up on her hands and knees, uh, and she just kind of runs her nails over your chest as you uh, as you feel this stuff start to course and work its mm. magic. Um, immediately your, uh, your sort of your perception and awareness becomes fuzzy in the most euphoric and delightful way. Um, oh. that taste of iron in your mouth gets thicker and stronger. And as, uh, as it goes on, you can begin to see things kind of moving in your peripheral vision. You, uh, oh, you, you look cool. around. Yeah. Uh, so Hello. it's like, uh... <laughs> You see uh, what looks like maybe distinct, uh, indistinct silhouettes or or shapes maybe of figures, like there are people sort of peeking out from behind uh, the woman kind of uh, perched over you. Uh, And the movements become a little bit more erratic and they start to uh, come closer. Come here where I can see you, you little shadow people. 
So the uh, the woman over you starts to uh, dig her nails in just a little bit. Your shirt is still on, so it's protecting you mostly, but you can feel kind of the pressure and the drag of her slightly long fingernails against your chest. And she smiles, this just wide grin, and her tongue runs across her teeth and lips, and then blood starts to trickle from the corners of her mouth and her eyes. That's weird. <laughs> but I kind of like it. All right. Uh, you got so, an eye as, thing going on there. As uh, as she begins to pour blood from the corner of, from each corner of her eye, the sides of her mouth, and it runs down over her lower lip and her chin. It feels this like it's never happens. I promise. It, it feels like it's beginning to drip onto your chest. You look down, and it looks like she's now dug her nails into your skin, and there's blood welling up. Although it doesn't really hurt. All right. so she sort of it's almost like she is dragged back away from you or maybe you pull away from her it's like the bed is elongating and you're being pulled Mm -hmm. apart and there is a sudden stinging burning lashing feeling on your back like a whip suddenly snapped against your back and you gasp in pain and throw yourself forward and you look and you can see this this immense sticky blood stain on the bed so rowan you can start to hear some uh some cries of dismay from from your position where you've kind of gone back into the back hallway Uh, she's she's lingering by the door you turn around again (laughs) you turn around again and the uh, the companion is no longer as she was. She has this black hair in these kind of loose ringlet curls piled up on top of her head and held with a pin, a silver pin with bloodstones and rubies set in it, uh, shaped into the white mask of Morena. And her teeth are prominent fangs descended from her gums, and there is just blood running down her face. Her skin is alabaster pale, and she's wearing this black and crimson leather. And in her hand, there are these flowing, writhing lashes of blood, that uh, the little barbs of the, the, the substance poke out from the, uh, the tails of this scourge. And she laughs maniacally and begins lashing you savagely with it. It strikes in, bites deep into your flesh, slices through your clothes, and you can feel this searing burn as the, uh, the lashes tear into you. Ow, it kind of hurts now. <laughs> so uh, it, it, it becomes quite painful and then this sort of uh, sense of terror begins to exude from the woman because you recognize her Hello. it's the vampire it's the vampire who came to your house so long ago and your mother introduced you to and she's laughing and sort of tearing at you with these blood lashes and you recognize the thing in her hand it's, it's the sanguine lash that you, uh, that you got from that strange coffin that looked like it Ow. had Janielle's body in it. And she my bloody lash, woman. Laughing <laughs> and howling, and you're trying to kind of claw at her and are, are not really able to get purchase. Your hand just kind of splashes through the blood tails of the whip yeah. and, uh, and come away with nothing. And she grabs you by the throat, leans in right next to your ear, just sort of combination growl and purrs, growls and purrs. There you are, Riordan. We have missed you. And 
I think that's where we're going to stop for this evening. <laughs> I've missed you too. <laughs> Love it. So, uh, so we will we will pick up in the aftermath of that <laughs> next time. Love I'm it. Very pleased. Lifetime goal achieved of doing a sex scene of Dan Dillon. What the in, fuck uh, did you mean? We're not we're it. not quite there yet, but I feel like we'll get there. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like we're close enough. Uh, we're close. It feels like a victory. Uh, wow. Well, um, that was a very fun episode of the World Tree Bones. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, check out the Cobalt Press. .com, Midgard books, materials, PDF, whatever it is you need. Go and check it out. It's pretty damn awesome. Uh, and I'm here on Friday, chatting with Dan again uh, about some creating your own Midgard character. So uh, join us uh, Friday. Goodness knows what time that is. Five o'clock Eastern, maybe? Um, we might have to chat about that because I'm going to be at PAX Unplugged. It's not out of the question. That's but, not uh, happening. Might have to, so, <laughs> you might have to manage it. <laughs> but check it out on YouTube. There was another episode, and that definitely happened. Uh, yes. Well, but let's, uh, let's go around a cast and crew. Did we enjoy ourselves? Where can we find you guys online? Oh, and you guys in chat, let me give away a set of dice here for y'all as yes. well. Exclamation point loot. Give away. They're in the chat. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Dan Dillon, uh, how was tonight's episode of the World Tree Burns? I had a great time. Uh, I needed to play some D&D. I was jonesing because we missed last week, and uh, and this was great. So uh, it went to a few directions I was not necessarily expecting, but that seems to be par for the course with you guys, and I am here for it. So <laughs> I had a blast, uh, and I think we're ready to dive into something pretty damn interesting next week. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. Great stuff. Uh, Toll School, how was that tonight? Always a blast. I, I love Midgard, and I I, I claim I, I, I figured something out, but I don't know for sure, so we'll see. And I was trying to figure out a way to dance my way around uh, how Glass would have figured it out, too, but didn't quite get there. The dice weren't on my side, but hey, that's why we play D&D, right? So uh, we shall yeah. see. Fantastic stuff. Right. Uh, where can we find you online, Toll School? Uh, you can find me at Tall Squall pretty much everywhere and all the different things I'm involved in. If you check my Twitter, uh, my pinned tweet has all the different things uh, that we do. And I will be at Pla pa uh, PAX Unplugged as well this weekend. Yeah. Come awesome. say hi. Love it. Uh, Skullamoff, how was that tonight? Hello. I, I'm very happy with how that went. It, I wasn't expecting that to go all the places it did, but um, <laughs> I'm glad that's my little uh, description of what happens with that drug um was worked in by dan i don't think you've seen seen everything that it has to offer yet so i'm i'm, I'm pretty pleased with how that turned out Can't wait. making rear dan's life a living hell seems to be what it already uh, is what it already is right now. yeah <laughs> uh, and you awesome. can find me at that scarlet moth on twitter um scarlet moth on most other uh, social media platforms. I'm an artist, cosplayer, D&D player, and uh, semi-professional ship poster. Uh, I play on uh, Monday nights Australian time or Monday mornings American time in a game over on Almighty Tales D&D uh, channel. And there, I know they they were hanging around in the chat today, so I'm pretty um, pretty happy with that. Um, so we play in a campaign called Death Shades which is an all-female, all-Australian campaign, and uh, everything seems to go uh, pretty downhill. So if, if, if you see anyone who has a pair of sunglasses with two X's on it, that's because of our campaign, where we always die. <laughs> nice. Love it. Uh, great stuff. And McLogan, how is that tonight for you? 
Hi, I'm McLoken. You might recognize me from such films as Your Friend Does Drugs, Just Let Him Do It. Or uh, <laughs> how, to tell, how to Tell When a Woman's Hitting on You. Um, so uh, I, th- I thought tonight's episode was really great. Uh, I love the... Um, the glass and the tuna sandwich because uh, that's, that's his personality completely um and then uh the the whole interactions with uh uh with rowan and like uh her going along with it and uh tilly tilly coming up with some good questions and like quick wit too when she was with cloak and uh and then <laughs> going to get fucking drugs and be like ah, and just <laughs> dancing off in the distance and apparently I missed a whole fucking conversation when I went to the bathroom uh, about like <laughs> sex dungeons and shit and now I have to go back and watch that part so I can be like oh wow Jesus um, I, I'm <laughs> curious if Cloak's gonna get laid next week uh, I haven't really thought about him uh, in that context and uh or and but it's also suspicious to me why a human's hitting on a gnome. It might be her thing, but it's still. You'll Glass get there, is yelling dude. about it. You'll, You'll get, get there. there. I, I, I literally think, think it is totally not what you think. <laughs> I, I I don't know if she's something with grandmother, and that's a, that's what worries me. The back of my Ooh. mind. I'm giving Stop Dan giving ideas Dan now. Ideas. <laughs> oh, this is the, this, yeah, this is the bad. When you DM, you're like, and you're like, oh, this could be this, or it could be this, or he could be fucked up like that. And then you say it out loud, and then the DM goes, ooh, you fucked up. Uh, so <laughs> next week, Cloak <laughs> dies. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you can find me to... at. Uh, oh. I, I want to know who who gets who gets laid first out of um, between Cloak and Rowan. <laughs> That's very Tilly. true. And Tilly, now the dwarf on dwarf girl. Uh, that was that was the best line tonight, <laughs> hands down. Um, uh, but yeah, you guys can find me at uh, story uh, mixer.com slash storyquest. Uh, I run a weekly show. We've been off for a couple weeks uh, due to work and then Thanksgiving. Um, so uh, I'm I'm jonesing the play tomorrow and see where they're at. Uh, I'm. Uh, not on a lot of shows currently, but I will be uh, in the new year. Uh, my schedule will be filling up. Everyone's kind of on hiatus at the moment. So when those more get uh, closer to the time and getting announced, I will I will gladly talk about them. One of them, I will be a mouse, though, and I'm super excited. Ooh, you play Mouse Guard? Mm. Oh, yeah. Are you, tell me about Mouse Guard, simply. I love Mouse Guard. Anyways, keep going. Sorry. Oh, that's it. It's that's a perfect transition to yeah. Simply. <laughs> Oh, that was sad. Hi, uh, it was my Sybil Jackson. Because because my mic was broken in the beginning. That's my name. That's not my game. Uh, I uh, had a great time tonight. I feel like I spent a lot more time listening as Tilly, trying to figure out why Cloak was looking for this person, and then watching Rowan actually get social interactions really fun for Tilly because she knows she doesn't have very much. Uh, but also steadily but surely getting more and more annoyed with Riordan, which is fun. Real fun. Um, I uh, I'm excited that we're back. I missed last week. I missed us having the show. Admittedly, needed needed the time for the catch up in the beginning because I don't remember very well. Anyways, 
But uh, you can catch me again tomorrow on my channel playing video games, Friday on my channel playing video games, and then Saturday on RPG Esports in the grand finale of the competition over there, which Ooh. I'm super excited about. Nice. I actually am going to be versing my own roommate, which will be interesting. Um, $5,000 on the line. On it's the a line. team deathmatch grudge <laughs> match. We were like, okay, so whoever wins, just get the other one a really nice Christmas present. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I was trying to thank y'all in the chat for being here. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Love it, love it. Couldn't love it anymore. I, for one, very much enjoyed getting to play the uh, worst character I've ever played as the drug-fueled Jack Sparrow of Midgard that Riordan is swiftly <laughs> devolving into. Uh, couldn't enjoy it anymore if I tried. Uh, let's pick the winner for the set of dice. That is Tolsquall. Congratulations, Tolsquall. Hey! Hey! Totally not rigged. Uh, so... <laughs> so there you go. You know, maybe if if you too were to uh, to play some Midgard in the uh, Cobalt Press uh, uh, D&D campaign, well, you could win some set of dice as well. Um, but yeah. we'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow, what's happening tomorrow? Call of Cthulhu is happening tomorrow. I'm back with the Masks of Nyla Fotep with the uh, wonderful cast and crew, star-studded crew uh, that plays every Wednesday at 1pm with us. And then there's Warhammer at 4 o'clock Eastern and Star Trek at 7 o'clock Eastern. So it's going to be a great day. Uh, in the meantime, though, try not to roll too many now ones because we want to be laughing when you do. Good night, everybody. Bye! Bye! Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us, everyone. We love you. <laughs>